0: This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking Black Adam. No, Aaron, my name is Abe. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is Abe. Hello. Out Now is a film podcaster. Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We dig into movies we most support for your review. The occasional commentary track or some other movie topic. This is episode 512. 512. I'm back, baby. <laughs> yes, you are. Special episode and also regular episode. I'm back. Great. And, of course, this week we are talking Black Adam. The man who will be shifting the hierarchy in the DC universe. Wow. So <laughs> tall get, order. Get ready. It is a tall order. Right. It's, it's, it's not a venti. Let <laughs> me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, joining us to discuss Black Adam, we have from the Tar Heel State on his way to the Rock of Eternity. It's Alan Aguilera. ¿Qué tal cabrones. How are you doing, guys? <laughs> also joining us, he's a friend of the show and the official treasurer for the Justice Society. It's Jose Cordova. Hey, can I get some of that skinny rock CGI? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I <would> love it. <laughs> hey, Jose studied engineering. Go- <laughs> <laughs> yes. glad- I'm glad to have both of you guys here. How are you both doing today? Hey,
1: I'm okay.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> well, good. Glad to have you back as always. Jose, I know it's been a minute, uh, but of course, we have a new Wayne the DS7 The Rock Johnson movie to talk about. So, of course, you have to be on the show with us. And now we can finally hear your opinion on DC League of Super Pets. Go. What'd you think?
2: It was a movie that I definitely <laughs> watched. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh but yeah no we, we we do like having you on the rock movies and i i was glad that black adam was coming along he's like that means we can talk to jose again on the podcast uh which is very exciting but also exciting is having alan here um uh, w- weeks ago you you dared said that you were more excited for black adam than the woman king i i'm curious now if you actually did go to see the woman king i didn't okay but i did so, see
1: black adam so i guess i was right
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, that's that's
1: did it. It I, did it. I did it again.
0: So it looks like we're all on the right on the right footing here to get things started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's go through some show notes real quick just to get things moving. Uh, first up, it has been October, and it's still October. And guess what? Tomorrow at the time of this recording, it's going to still be October. Uh, that, but that <laughs> oh, also, <good> means, one. <laughs> also means we've been doing these bonus horror-themed episodes all month long, which have been a lot of fun. Uh, We put together our uh, hero horror movie squads. Uh, We put together our own monster squads. Uh, We talked about The Shining in a very lengthy uh, episode. And we just put together a lengthy episode covering uh, horror movie posters. Uh, which is a whole lot of fun as well um so yeah it's been a lot of cool bonus horror content to go with all the horror episodes that we've done every october and uh, the next one to conclude the month we have a commentary track for nosferatu 19 2022 film uh celebrating its 100th anniversary uh so stay tuned for that as well and that'll be another solid five horror themed episodes and you can find all those episodes along with all the episodes of this podcast on iTunes, where you can also give our show a review and a rating. You just look up our show out now, there in a name, you see all the episodes, and once again, you're like, yeah, Aaron, again, he wasn't lying about all these episodes, and there they are. And then you can click that review and rating tab and give us a rating and review. It's complicated, but it's actually pretty simple. Thank you. It's, pretty, it's pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I, yeah, that's it for our show notes. Let's, let's move on. Now. Let's move on. Let's uh, let's get us about cookies. Trademark. <laughs> <Yeah. I'm in. laughs>
1: Alan, pretty good. Trying to sneak in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm on it, guys. I don't know about the rest of these bits. I'm on it.
0: <laughs> well, Abe, you 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 missed out on our Halloween Ends review last week. I'm I did. Curious, what did what what'd you think of the film?
3: I, I didn't watch it. You didn't <laughs> watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh, the reason why I missed out is he's like, no, uh, uh, I uh, I listened to your uh the episode because I was editing it last week. I think that there was a lot of people have said this too, but there's a lot of really hard swings for the fences. I appreciated it, but I also felt like the writing was probably not my favorite jam. Um, so not quite a, as ferocious as Peter in its defense or a, in its condemnation, but not quite as zealous, I guess, in its defense as as you and Brandon. Like, Fair enough. I, I think that there is... This um, as I was leaving the theater, I was like, I I really don't know how to reconcile with myself because I know what I saw and I like some bits of it and I actually really liked um, you know, the David Gordon Greenness of it because I think that's it's intentionally funny um, and it's also intentional in a lot of the ways that it's trying to um make it its own movie, but I also was thinking to myself, and this is definitely and probably not the case, that David Gordon Green and, and um, uh, who's our more Kenny Powers. <laughs> Danny McBride, Danny McBride, were are just like here's a big f you to everybody who who like pisses us off with like toxic fandom, which if you view it from that from that point of view, I guess it kind of makes sense. But you know, I don't think they're doing that. I think they're too smart. You guys mentioned how uh they're they're really big fans of this, and again, uh, Carpenter signed off on it. But like, I would have given it probably a um uh an HBO stream um in my rating which you know take that for what it's worth so halloween kills or halloween ends more thoughts i'm sure but that's kind of like a a quick thing we don't have to really really litigate it what else did i see yeah i watched antlers because i've been watching a lot of horror movies uh for the month of october just to get in the mood i think that there's a lot of style there i I, sure there's like really some really good cinematography really good directing But the first opening part of it is fairly slow. And then even when you get to what it is, you're just like, oh, this is cool. But also, I wish that it was a little bit more this pace. Maybe throughout the rest of the movie. I also watched... What what, what I recall Uh about Antlers
0: is towards the... Because I wasn't... I agree with you. I think it's a good-looking movie. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't have much going for it. But what I recall specifically annoying me was there's like a seat where they're like in a woodshed or something like that and toward the end yeah towards the end yeah and they keep being in the woodshed and guess what people keep dying near the damn woodshed it's
3: like maybe (laughs) we should stop being in here guys like yeah Yeah. (laughs) there's like a deputy and then Jesse Plemons is just like let me go check it out yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's got it's got a cool sequence of what happens with that woodshed. but yes yeah you know like again there's there's some cool stylish stuff Happens to it. And again, it looks very clean and it makes you feel like uh you know, you're seeing a different part of Oregon that you don't normally see, which is not Portland or or Eugene, I guess. Um, and then I watched uh something that really caught me was The Nighthouse, and oh. I hadn't seen the Nighthouse before, but this is also a movie where it's like there's a lot of style here, and I actually really like that Rebecca Hall. uh Hall. I'm sorry, Hall. Yeah, Hall is is carrying a huge amount of the movie. What I dug about it the most, though, is I dug uh, like there's like a really cool sequence like that happens toward the end of the movie where things are being explained to her. um, But also visually on the screen, you're just like, this is a really stylish way to show a lot of things that happened in the past with her husband. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I really dug this. So I'm, I'm looking forward to checking out the other movies that this person has directed um but in oh, any yeah, case david, david Bruckner, i believe yeah he
0: just he just did hellraiser um which i didn't oh he didn't. Okay. Uh, yeah but yeah he did ritual which is on netflix that, and that, that sounds familiar. yeah um that one's pretty solid it's yeah they're, they're all good look like he certainly has yeah. a he's, he's a good director i don't put yeah. that by him i have mixed yeah. feelings about some of the movies but he's a good director right uh, he did some of the vh one of the vhs shorts i believe in the first the one? first vhs and wow. he's and he's back for the next one vhs 85 which has been Do announced you
3: remember which one was in the first one
0: i believe it's like the very first segment i think oh okay. okay yeah yeah and he did um i think i mentioned this before uh when we probably when i talked about hellraiser or something uh but he he did One of the
3: segments of the signal, not the signal we like, but the other movie called the signal. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) which I've seen people change their their Twitter handles to. Um, But yeah, no, uh, the night house was something that that kind of kept me thinking about just again, that that final sequence. And um, I wish that there was like a little bit more solidarity in the way that it was uh, going about some of the questions that it was trying to answer or show the audience. But, you know, there's some cool stuff in there. And again, I think that there's just really, it just looks like a clean film. Hall's Hall's very good in it. Hall's great in it, yeah. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that and also about what we talked about with Resurrection. I was like, yeah, she's great in her movies.
0: She's great at playing these just people that have their lives ruined by external forces (laughs) coming (laughs) her way in horror
3: films.
0: (laughs) So that was that. Cool. Very cool, Abe. Let's get to Jose. What what have you been watching? What have you been seeing? What have you been liking? Um, I've been watching a lot of
2: a lot of TV actually, but uh, let's see. With movie wise? Uh, I watched Werewolf by Night. Um, I don't know that you guys didn't do like a full big on review of that, did you?
0: We did not. No, but Aaron talked yeah, about yeah, it. Well, we we waiting to get our you know our our Latin hispan and Hispanic guests to be on the show to talk about Werewolf by Night <laughs> 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 Man, um, you got yeah, two I'm of them on the way.
2: Let's go! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I thought that the black and white was used really well. I, I haven't seen a ton of the older, even universal monster movies or even the Hammer Horror stuff, um, but I'm familiar. Um, but I enjoyed I enjoyed it a lot. It was like, I liked how short it was, you know, that, that like one hour-ish. Yeah. Very consumable, very... Uh, <laughs> bite-sized. Um, yeah, yeah, you sort of like get in, get out. Um, but I thought it was great. Gael Garcia Bernal, uh, he's always great. Um,
0: Jose, did you notice he, when when they're in that scene where they're like in a crypt and they they have to sit down? It's just the littlest thing, but like Bernal does like this three sixty spin when he sits down on the floor, and I'm just like, this guy's cool. Yeah, he knows what movie he's in, yeah. right? <laughs> um, yeah, his his
3: his career
2: has been so eclectic. Maybe is the right. I don't even know if that's the right word, but he's he's always game, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Uh and then other than that, I rewatched uh The Mummy, nineteen ninety nine. Um, because it's a it's a great fun movie and yeah. I wanted to see some some classic Brendan Fraser. Um I was I think the perfect age when that movie first came out, so that's like my Indiana Jones because I didn't know Indiana Jones at the time. So Fair. uh it's it's a really fun movie. I think I think it's gotten justly um, more and more popular the, the older the movie's gotten. Or maybe it's just everybody who was younger when they saw it has gotten older and is now talking about it.
0: I think it even stands out just because it feels it feels unique to itself as far as, yeah, it's like it, it's you don't get, we don't have many like good Indiana Jones imitators. And I think that is one that people acknowledge as being one that does that kind of yeah. job pretty well.
1: I also feel it's pretty yeah, timeless because I mean, like you can just Anybody can watch that at any time and be like, this is a good movie. The effects are good. The story's mm-hmm. fun. It's mm-hmm. just a, a family great. film. Like, everything's great. It's a great movie.
3: Yeah. Pretty solid romance between yeah. the two leads. Yeah. yeah. Believable.
2: And it, it, yeah. it was on my mind after watching Black Adam. Um, I, I can mention that with yeah.
0: the actual uh, me, me review. Too. And I think the last, <laughs> yeah. time I
2: was, the last time I was on the show, I think, was for Jungle Cruise. So yes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: after watching that, another movie, so Young Blood like, Sarah classic. classic. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was like, I should just watch The Money after I watched that movie, so. There you go. Uh,
4: yeah,
2: it's like amazing. Other than that, tons and tons of
0: TV. Any, any one highlight really in the TV it. world you want to point out? We love TV here.
2: I'll give you I'll give you two quick ones that uh, you guys... I asked for the, one. Pre-show? I'm kidding. You can,
0: you can, <laughs> yeah, name them. Name the two.
2: <laughs> in the little pre-show, we were talking about um, streaming services and uh, the resort on Peacock. I oh, yeah. Was really fun. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I talked about this. It's it, good. And it yeah.
2: hasn't been getting as much as much I think you know uh press, press or whatever yeah um but yeah uh really great performances um the entire show and just this like vibe that's somehow like mysterious and creepy without being necessarily scary all the time
4: mm-hmm.
2: um and then like ultimately very hopeful at the end just just a really interesting
0: yeah good series. show from the from the creator of uh, palm springs um, so if you like that movie certainly a good yeah, reason to, to check sure to, out the show
2: uh, yeah and then the other quick one I'll say is Players on Paramount, which I think got a little bit yes. impressed when it came out. But it's <laughs> yes. just, I, I've i been recommending it to people, and people are like, oh, what's it about? And I'm like, it's a documentary series. <laughs> and I don't even hey. mention that. Because I think you could really watch it and think like, oh, this is cool, especially if you have no familiarity with, with esports. I think it's still entertaining. And if you do have some familiarity, then I think you get even more out of it. But um, it's almost just like a straight up, Underdog, maybe underdog story. I, I thought it was just really, really well done.
0: Yeah, from the creator of uh, American Vandal. Um, I really, high, yes, I highly recommend players yeah. as well. That it is a, right. it's a really brilliant. It, it what's great is that it, it you're, it's about esports, as you mentioned, Jose, and it. It really mm-hmm. feels like they did the work to make it feel authentic. Like, this could, these could be real people. I mean, it, it leans towards comedy, but it very much has like a sense of drama and authenticity that goes with it.
2: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And like less less of a uh, parody or even a satire than um, American Vandal
3: was. For sure. A,
2: a lot more, um, oh, I, I can't think of the word, but s- um, s- sincere, yeah, yeah. It's, I guess. It's, 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 it's more sincere. sincere. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yes, a lot more sincere. Great performances. I uh, the main actor. I refuse to believe is anyone other than the actor that he plays in that show. <laughs> um, it, it's just yeah, it's just great performances all around again, um, and just one that it could use a little bit more attention.
0: Well, Very cool. Appreciate you highlighting some uh, under the radar stuff there. Uh, speaking yeah. of under the radar, Alan, how, what have you been watching lately?
1: Oh, what have I been watching lately? Um, I'll start with my TV stuff because that's really what I've been mostly watching. Mm-hmm. Um, House of the Dragon is fire. I love it. Dragon Rings of Power. You know, I enjoyed wow. it quite a bit. I liked it. Power Time. And then <laughs> okay. I've been watching the I've been watching uh, the patient that Steve Carell. Oh, yeah. Um, that yeah. was really. It's it's really. I'm one episode behind because I was out of town, so I didn't see the newest one yet. But um, I'm gonna watch it probably after this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I I'm really enjoying it. I'm really having a good time with it.
0: I really appreciate that they're all like 25 minute episodes. <laughs> like oh, I love that like that it's not like an hour like, long show. It's just like oh, it's like a you get a big slice of this and then you move on.
1: Yeah, everybody over here is jerking off to Dahmer, and I'm over here like this is good you guys should watch it. You guys should watch the patience. You're pretty, watching pretty, like pretty, the pretty
3: smart stuff. Yeah.
1: You guys are watching the schlock. I'm watching the yeah, exactly. other thing that no one knows. It's a, I'm watching FX. It's
0: art. Uh, no, from, I'm the, really from really the creator involved. of The Americans, by the way, too, which is that that yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. got it's me excited cool. about. Yeah. It. yeah.
1: No, I think I think um well, the, even the Kenny Chesney like subplot with it is really funny to me. Like it's really it's 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 a trip. I've been really having a good time with it. Not enough um, people on social are talking about it, but I think it's good. Um, Movie wise, um we've just been watching a lot of like old school like I, I, I october every month at the bar all i do is play old uh, like old horror movies so nice. i think yesterday just what i watched yesterday were Adam's family as family values um ghostbusters because there's ghosts in it so it counts um, <laughs> signs the sixth sense and then we watched halloween and look at you, know you
3: programming of- like this excellent lineup yeah, man, I have like thirty. Like, t-
1: I think Monday. It depends because sometimes I'm like, I want schlock, so I'm putting on Devil's Advocate, Constantine. I'll put on the X. Ex- like, I want to talk about the devil today, so let's see what movies we can play. What's
0: what's Keanu up to? Speaking of the devil. <laughs> <What's>
1: Keanu- <laughs> let's do Devil's Advocate. That was fun. Uh, like, and then the other day. um, one of my bartenders. Wait, wait, wait. Like, you got to put really... in
0: uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, too. Get the three Keanu Devil movies in there.
1: Yo, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Uh, one of my bartenders is younger and doesn't know Faz and the Lambs. So at four o'clock, she asks regular Like Hey, what movie do we watch? And the guys like, ooh, stands the lambs, that will be good. Like, you can't put silence on the lambs on at four o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> there's kids in here. Listen, that's an after that's an after like nine o'clock movie. You can't be putting this shit on while there's, the sun's still there's out. There's
0: kids in this bar just pl- trying to play the uh, the pinball machine while their parents get drunk. Like, what, <laughs> you can't do that. You
1: would be surprised how many parents bring their babies and children into a bar. I'm like, mm, I guess dad picked where dinner was going it happen
0: today. <laughs> Because oh.
1: they're like, hey, can we bring in kids here? Do you have kids menu? you? No, dude, it's a fucking bar.
0: <laughs> Seriously, like, hey, don't chicken you have a, nuggets?
1: Hey, do you have a booster seat? Fuck no. You know, I like, don't have any of these things. Listen, I'm, I'm glad you have kids. I just, you know, they can come in here and do their thing, but I'm going to say the F-bomb multiple times. <laughs> and I don't even know what everybody else is going to say, and I'm the sober one, so just think about how everybody else is. Yeah. <laughs> <in fact. laughs> um so yeah i've been watching all those those movies are just great like the outstanding yeah. like, movies i've just are just are just so good they're so good um no so i've been watching that i watched x recently that a24 movie mm-hmm. and uh i don't i don't get it like i mean i got it i just don't get the hype everyone's like oh it's a masterpiece why wow, it's a slasher movie i can't deal with this
3: <laughs> so you're <laughs> so not gonna watch is, pearl
1: is
0: uh, I, I, saying, mean, I I do think people, Aaron, like, Aaron, I Aaron saying, told, people that Aaron don't like X can. have liked Pearl, and I I can understand yeah. why it's a more. It's a it's a different movie. It's <laughs> the best way I could say.
1: That's fair. I mean, I'll catch it later. Like I'm not upset that I watched it. I just I don't know. I was talking to Aaron about it. Like uh, it's like a 20 percent success rate with a 24 movies with me because I, right. I just don't. I think I was talking to one of my friends about it. Like I think the studio heads like, okay, this is your movie. That's great. How can we make it less accessible? Because, because <laughs> it seems like no, this seems like it'll be like a mainstream success. Let's not do that. We want to be edge lords. Yeah, So, yeah. what can we do different? Yeah, Alan so, pre-
0: prefers th- one thing, one time, and not all at once. It's kind of fucked <laughs> up, and I'm like,
1: yeah, all the time. Not like no, I just, it was fine. I just you know yeah. I just didn't. I think a lot of it is that when you go and it's a lot of hype. Yeah, these eight twenty four movies, and then when I watch it, I'm like, oh, that sounds as good as everybody said it was. So, I still haven't seen everything everywhere all at once.
3: So, you're more of a neon guy. Got it.
1: Neon Genesis? Yeah,
3: I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess. Evangelion? Yeah. I will. 3.0? It's coming back to theaters? I, I would I, I could see you liking everything everywhere quite a bit like I could see that okay. in you, but but you know get to it at your own pace I I I'm not, a, not I a, usually a, do my dude yes I, I'm aware
1: <laughs> yeah I, I, what hey so I just want because you I told me to watch RRR R, R, like months ago and I'm like <laughs> I want to do that I still have it but it's on my list
0: I just hope it plays. Like, I just hope it plays in a the theater near you. Um, maybe. Oh, it
1: never did. That's why I didn't go see it.
0: Yeah, maybe during awards season it'll come back in some, some capacity. Okay,
1: yeah. Like I've been mean, Like that's why I was waiting for. Like, ooh, let me see it because um, the theater across the street from the bar it like, gets a lot of, um, bomb like Bollywood stuff uh-huh. and like movies like that. They didn't get it at all. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, ah, oh, well, that's lame. I would like to watch my movies. Uh-huh. But I would like to watch that, so I know it came on like streaming. So I'm like, huh. I mean, I'll wait. But also, me carving out x amount of time is always difficult. That's the thing. It's a
0: combination of things. It's yeah. It's three hours. It's on Netflix, but it's not the right language. So it's like, ah, what do we do? (laughs) I get it. No, but
1: um, no, that's about it. Cool, cool. And Um, and my reality
0: shows, but we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, we don't. We don't have time. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen a few things. I'll keep the TV thing going and put thing one thing out there. There's a there's a show called The Watcher um, that has oh yeah quite the cast: uh, Naomi Watts, Bobby Cannavale, Jennifer Coolidge, Margot Mar- character actress Mar- 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 Margot, Mar- Margot Martindale, yeah. Richard Kind, me, Farrow, died. Yeah. Uh, Christopher McDonald, Shooter McGavin himself. Um, I watched the first episode of this just like seeing this list of people on Netflix and like, what is this? thing watcher mm-hmm. and then it got to the end and it said directed by ryan murphy i'm like what's this is a ryan murphy joints i don't i i don't tend to uh be the biggest fan of his uh speaking of right. Dahmer, uh, which i haven't watched um but um i i was intrigued like it follows this married couple that like bought a house in new jersey and like all of the neighbors are fucking weirdos like they're all like just <laughs> wild and like they the have the people uh, Watts and Carnalola? They start get- and they have like two kids. They start getting letters from somebody, just basically like writing like really uh, like harassing letters and saying like I'm watching you and like spelling out all these details about things they're doing, mm-hmm. which is like upsetting and uncomfortable. And the the show is basically like who's doing this, like you know, what's going to happen from that. um I'm like, I think there's like seven episodes. I think of six in, so I'm like almost done with it. Oh, it's pr- like it's certainly compelling. Uh, and the fact that it's only so many episodes that's that makes it more good to me than other like american horror story where as far as ryan murphy goes where it's like it always feels like it starts off with like two good episodes then there's a lot of shit in the middle and then it kind of ends <laughs> uh this is like well at least this is consistent so it's got that going for it that yeah. said like it keeps because it's like you know suburban drama domestic family drama type thing mixed with horror. I much prefer the show Servant on Apple, the M. Night Shyamalan series that mm-hmm. I that's been going, it has like one more season going, but that I think that shows great. Um, and it's like, and it's also like half hour as opposed to this is each episode is like 50 minutes. So it's like, well, I, I'm enjoying Watcher well enough, but if I want a show like this that I can easily recommend to people, Servant on Apple is the way to go. Hmm. Okay. Uh, outside of that, movie wise, um, there's a few things here. I saw Tar. I feel okay. like that's probably going to be our episode next week because there's something yeah, coming out. Pretty so big I'm, release. I, it it goes wide next week, so I feel like well, that's probably going to be our episode next week. Is it Avatar? Uh, no, it's the prequel. Tar. It's before oh, the world. It. Be- it's before the got world <laughs> uh, went bad, and they found out Otanium on on Pandora. Oh. Uh, their last bastion of hope was Kate Blanchett's Lydia Tar, uh, but mm. so you know it doesn't work out obviously because they have to go to Pandora and you know deal with the Navi, but. You know, as far as prequels go to that movie, uh, Tar is one that we'll certainly talk about more in the weeks to come. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, I also saw Wendell and Wild, the new Henry Selick film. Yeah,
3: we talked uh, about this, uh, the trailer uh,
0: a month ago. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's co-written and produced and also stars Jordan Peele. Um, right. That's another one. I think we could have a special Nights episode or even, a full, you know, we'll see. Uh, but it is coming out on Netflix. It's in some theaters now, but it's on Netflix next week. So I'm just not going to go too far into either of those. Okay. That said, I, I don't think it's hard for me to I don't think it's weird for me to say see them. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's an easy point to make as far as these movies go. Uh, one I will talk about more is Decision to Leave. Uh, this is the new Park Chan Wook film. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a huge fan of Park Chan Wook. I'm a big fan of his Vengeance Trilogy. I've heard of him. Yeah. Thirst, Stoker, uh, what Handmade came out of here. Like he, he is a Korean director. I am a big fan of. And I, this movie is excellent. <laughs> I'm not surprised by this, uh, but it's very, very good. It is kind of this Hitchcockian mystery, uh, some neo noir qualities in there as well. About this detective who slowly develops develops feelings for a person who may be a suspect in a either a suicide or a, or a mm-hmm. murder. Um, and it just kind of goes from there. This movie has some of the best editing I've seen this year. Wow. um, In terms of like just how we see perspectives and time changes, of the, like it's just it's really well done in that regard. Mm-hmm. And for Park Chan-wook, this film is less extreme than things like Old Boy or Lady Vengeance, as far as like the content goes, specifically the violence. Uh, but that doesn't stop him from still like being very creative as a director and pulling in interesting themes and having good character work and the implicity of certain things. Like there's just a lot going on here that I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a, it's a really terrific film. I I know it's Korea's
3: submission for awards this year. I hope that works out for them because it's very good. I've been seeing a lot of uh, that title on Twitter and people also praising it. So glad to hear. Yeah. It's a, Certainly one to look for. Um, It looks great on a
0: big screen. (laughs) I'll say it's a a great looking movie, which is not should not be surprising for a park chan look, but it it really looks great. Mm -hmm. Uh, And two more movies that both suck that I'll talk about really quick. Uh, First is Mr. Harrington's phone. Uh, This is uh, a Stephen King adaptation that's on Netflix. It features uh, what's his name? Jaden Martell. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah. Then it's in like a few other things. Yeah, he's Uh, got a
3: punchable face.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's. He's not Henry in Book of Henry. He's the other kid. <laughs> he does. <have> a <laughs> He's the face. alt-right I, troll I, guy from I, Knives Out. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it also has Donald Sutherland. I I don't know. I don't know these periods Stephen King books to begin with, but like it's adapted for Stephen King book. It's this kid who it's like normal kid except like he gives donald sutherland a cell phone his character he's an older man he dies but then somehow the cell phone keeps giving him messages because he got buried with it um you know that's one of those easy. things that's, that's, <laughs> um, yeah that's actually an interesting premise okay it can be except this movie is incredibly dull uh, it's it's just really okay. really dull yeah. it's uh oh my god who's the director on this it's, it's john lee hancock who's done a lot of like He's like a guy that just like has premises that seem like, okay, but his movies just don't really work that well overall. Like yeah. He has a, he did, um he did that one. That's like Bonnie and Clyde, but from the cops perspective, which was like dumb. <laughs> um, He did the, he did the blind side, saving Mr. Banks, the rookie, like some of these okay. are better than others, but I mean, yeah, for the yeah. most part is it's not, you're not looking at the direction as, as the, like the thing that worked about this movie and yeah, that's, right. The little things. That was the last thing he did, which really sucked. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Um, so, like, no, this movie's bad. It's a bad. It's a bad Stephen King adaptation. <laughs> it's a bad yeah. movie. Um, the other one, which I'm a little disappointed by, is the Curse of Bridge Hollow. This is the new Marlon Wayne's uh, movie that's on Netflix. Heard of it? Yeah, it's uh, he and. Uh, what's her name Kelly Kelly from Destiny's Child um, are like married <laughs> Kelly Roland? Kelly Rowland <laughs> uh, they move to a new place with their young daughter who's played by the um, the little sister from Stranger Things um, uh, yeah I forget her name but I know who you're talking about yeah Um she likes Halloween like and like spooky stuff and whatnot Marlo Wayne plays like a grounded uh, science teacher who you know doesn't believe in having this kind of fun let alone the idea that demons would come alive and do things which is what happens in this movie mm-hmm. um i was hoping for something like similar to like hoobie Halloween, where it's like it's dumb but fun and it just gets, gets you going
3: uh-huh.
0: this just doesn't quite get there which was it's dumb okay. it's just well it's dumb without being funny like yeah. it, like it, it just loses it and like i like to root for Marlon own because i generally like it i don't like his generally like all of his movies sure but i but i i like the effort that he puts in like i think he is a talent, and when it's used well, he can be quite, you know, good at things. Uh, but this just unfortunately just didn't work out. Um, mm. so it just is like, yeah. yeah, all right. Well, so yeah, that's <laughs> not fine. a recommend, got it, not a recommend. So yeah, that's what I've been watching, and uh, that's enough cookies. All right, all right, let's move on now. Let's get to our trailer talk. Let's talk about something a little bit more exciting here because we're going to talk Creed 3. <laughs> um, we have the new trailer for Creed 3, it stars and is being directed by michael b jordan and his feature directorial debut mm-hmm. uh, it notably does not feature sylvester Stallone this time around but we lose in a rocky we gain in a jonathan majors plays <laughs> damian a, a man from adonis's past and somehow he's getting back involved here and of course we still have tessa thompson and wood harris and felicia rashad uh, and all the other the, the creed people we're back creed three what's going on with this alan what do you think of the trailer for creed three
1: i think it's Okay, slats. I thought it was so good. I've seen it like three times already. Like, I saw it twice um, when it was first released. I'm like, ooh, that looks cool. And then I saw it in front of Black Adam. And uh, I just think it looks so cool. I haven't seen Creed 2 yet. What but, the- uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh. Cool. And I just was like, oh. Well, now I'm going to go back and watch Creed 2 because uh, Creed 3 looks like it's going to rip. Uh, but my biggest concern with the movie is that I feel like Jonathan Major's is gonna wipe the floor, with <laughs> oh, Michael yeah. B. Jordan, because even in the movie, it's like, is he supposed to be the bad guy? Because I kind of want him to beat his ass. <laughs> I kind of want him to fight Michael B. Jordan. Like, yeah, yeah, this man went to prison. Yeah, give this guy a break. And then I see Michael B. Jordan I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna fuck that dude's face up. <laughs> like, Jonathan Majors in shape. He's at that Marvel body right now. He's that's up. right. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's gonna kill him. I was also getting vibes of like Tom Hardy for some reason when I see like I, 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 That's he's fair like I can see that my, my yeah. black Tom Hardy because he's like oh you know you know you don't know about me <laughs> I'm like I'm like yeah 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 angry yeah then when he gets angry he's gonna have that same veracity I'm like oh dude Michael B. Right. Jordan's gonna get he's gonna get tur he's gonna get messed up so um I'm just excited. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be cool. Uh hopefully Michael B. Jordan is able to make as good of a movie as as the other creeds but you know I'm sure he has good people behind him he's been in the industry long enough that I'm pretty sure he has a good head on his shoulders to do this so I'm excited but I maybe because he's directing he won't really focus so much on like I it might be daunting for him to be acting in front of the camera while he's also directing right and being so young yeah
3: don't know he goes yeah and
1: so like I don't know how he's going to do that but that's with anybody who does stuff like this but mm-hmm. um, hopefully it's good but Jonathan Majors is already like stealing the movie away from him in the trailer so we'll see yeah. we'll,
0: I we'll mean, see Dolph Lundgren in Rocky IV hit a machine that measures you know punching so hard <laughs> that it broke the machine it exploded the <laughs> machine so, I mean but, but yeah. Rocky still beat him so I mean you know yeah. things happen well,
1: here, here's the thing though Rocky's American. So that American grit is in those fists. <laughs> we can't that that's the fist of freedom, not the fist of oppression. Fist
3: of freedom. Good alliteration there.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. hear you. So yeah. you can't you can't judge that. It's not the same. These are two American boys. These right. are two black men in America. There's more anger in one of them right now because one of them had to serve time and has suffered a different black experience in America. 18 so yeah. Years. He's, He's gonna, I don't think it's the same. I, you know, 18 18 long years, 18 years, yeah. You don't remember me, do you? I could have been a contender, yeah. You know, like, you don't know, it's gonna be a different vibe, sure. I hope Jonathan
3: Majors wins. I hope, I hope that he, I hope he channels more Marlon Brando. (laughs) Oh man,
1: I hope he wins. I was like, watching it, I was like, oh yeah, I hope he beats his ass. All right, and I like Michael B. Jordan, (laughs) but yes, sorry,
0: yes, all right, Jose, where where are you of Creed (laughs) 3?
2: Yeah, no, I thought the great trailer was good. I just don't know if Jonathan Majors is buff enough. You know, <laughs> he's looking, he's looking a little small. No, of course, yeah. no, the guy's massive. He's, he's insane. Um, yeah, I what I love about Jonathan Majors is that he. So I first really saw him in Lovecraft Country,
4: uh-huh. and he
2: played like a uh, like a very sensitive guy there, right? But True. he also has he, he 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 can do this smile where he's just like. Oh, that's like unsettling in a way, <laughs> and he, he's 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 given some of that in the trailer, yeah. right? Um, and and I just think it's gonna be, it's a fantastic actor to get in this movie. Like, and you can see I, I'm a huge Rocky movie fan, so you can mm-hmm. see the parallels to Rocky Three with, Quaid Lang, and you know maybe Adonis is not a little too comfortable. Oh, so, so I see the the vibe that they're going for. Sure. Um. The the person that I'll be missing the most actually might be the composer because I I thought that the especially the first creed. um what's his name Ludwig Garson I yeah. I have that best score on on vinyl because I loved Ooh. it so much on wax um,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 really nice it's a it's
2: a it's a it was a really nice release from like Mondo or something like
3: that oh um, cool it's a Mondo but, release nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I am looking forward to the movie for sure. I'll be interested to see what Mike Jordan does as a director. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to. I'm excited. Yeah, I I think I think I would like to see uh Drago Junior again. I don't know if that's been confirmed or, be nice. or denied that he's in this movie again, but uh, I enjoyed his character, so
0: yeah. Uh, well I bel expect- I mean, isn't Dolph doing his own thing, I believe. uh much oh, to yeah, um, yeah. not the approval of Sylvester Stallone. Um, <laughs> trying right, to do his own right. Drago movie. I um, feel so, you know, like
3: that's a whole different world as far as yeah. Adonis is concerned. Right now. Sylvester, we've got to expand the universe at this point.
2: Yeah, it's all about cinematic universes, man. Get, exactly. get was 2008.
0: Yeah. I know there's a lot of dispute between Stallone and uh, producer Erwin Winkler who owns Rocky um, right? and so Stallone is not happy about this certain things in that regard yeah uh, then again don't reflect on creed it's more on the politics
3: of the studio itself so
0: yeah and also like the history of rocky right yeah so, um but regardless uh, Abe, where, where are you creed 3 uh
3: a couple things off the top first things first is that wood harris has a line in the trailer where he's like hey you don't know this guy anything um very true like point of fact about life in general you know uh, so don't think that you owe anybody really anything um thanks abe Yeah, general rule of thumb. You don't to get yourself out of trouble. Sometimes, you know, you gotta remember this. The other thing is also, yeah, a lot of Rocky Three vibes, but I also got like Rocky Five vibes, and you know, Tommy the machine gun. The machine gun, yeah. Right, yeah, and obviously, you know, Rocky Three vibes because Rocky is not broke at that point. But you know, Rocky Five, just like, hey, this guy that I want to help train up who seems like he's going to be better than me, who wants to take my title, uh, which, you know, is every Rocky movie. But I, I definitely got that. So the thing that sort of made me chuckle and what everybody has hinted at already is when the title card said from director Michael B. Jordan, it's like, you know, this is his first time directing. Like, what am I supposed to reference his other directing things from? You know, maybe maybe some smaller projects. But that's largely my, my kind of, like, hold up, too, is just... I'm curious to see how he's going to direct this. You know, he's been on the set for the other Rocky films. And like what somebody mentioned, he's been in Hollywood for quite a long time. Um, so hopefully he's got uh, he's got a vision that comes with him uh, when he's making this movie. But yeah, I mean, John the Majors is just how can you not how can you not like like this guy? You know, he's very charismatic uh, as a uh, as an actor all the time, too, but also He's got so much range, you know, Jose, you mentioned love country, but Aaron and I uh, probably saw him in the the last black man in San Francisco where he's just like mopping the floor at times with his yeah. acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I, even at one point I was like, this guy should be getting best supporting actor nominations um, for a scene in an attic, much less like, you know, a scene on the street uh, in that movie. But yeah, I, I would love to go and, and, say like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to go sit down and, and hopefully I'm going to be blown away, but I do have some reservations. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, I'm annoyed that this movie is not coming out in November, like other Rocky movies, uh, or Creed movies for that matter. Um, mm-hmm. I have to wait longer. Um, and that's upsetting because this trailer gets you going. Um, it's done what it's needed to set me up properly for another creed installment. I like that. It's specifically not Rocky three. I get, I get the connections. I can see like the similarities, but I'm glad that it's not just like Clever Lang jr. I'm glad that there's a movie that, you know, is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's taking some fresh ideas to a degree. I mean, it's Rocky, it's boxing. There's only so many like avenues you can kind of go down. that don't feel familiar, but I, I am, I'm happy that there is a kind of a new direction to go as opposed to you know, another kind of fan servicey entry, as far as out oh, the son of the guy that Rocky fight. Now, with that said, Rocky or Creed Two was really good, <laughs> so it worked out. Like I don't want to say it got lucky, but the fact that you did a Drago Junior movie and somehow it was also very good, uh, good on them. Sure. Um, but I am happy that Creed Three is you know breaking off into its own realm. I hope that helps, given the lack of Rocky's involvement. I'd like to think that because we spend enough time with with these, with the Creed universe characters that we don't necessarily need to have Rocky to make this successful. As far as Michael B. Jordan goes as a filmmaker, I'm just looking forward to it. You know, I, I, yeah, open-minded. Like you, like you've said, he's been, he's been around the block a long time now. He's worked with a lot of very good directors. Um, I'd like to hope that that pays off in the best of ways. Uh, So, like you know, jury's out on this, but you know, I like what I'm seeing so far. I like Mm -hmm. the, the direction the story is taking here. I, I hope for the best when it comes to Rocky movies. There's far more successes. Uh, there's, far, there's far more uh, 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 victories than losses. Yep. Uh, so I, I just hope that we'll get another uh, knock on the wind column here. Um, Creed 3 opens in the theaters uh, March 3rd, 2023. So we got some time. Hmm. Makes uh, but, sense. But it is coming. All right. Let's move on now. Let's get to our main review, guys. Let's do it. Let's talk about Black Adam.
4: Black Adam, what have your powers ever given to you? Nothing but heartache.
1: I was a slave until I died. Then I was reborn a god. My son sacrificed his life to save me. Now I kneel before no one.
3: going on outside when from
1: in this world there are heroes.
3: I feel in my city wherever I go.
1: And are villains. Heroes don't kill people.
0: Well I do. Alright, that should have been some of the trailer for Black Adam. 2007 was when we first heard Dwayne the d The Rock Johnson was interested in playing Black Adam. 2014, an official announcement was made, and now in 2022, we finally have the Black Adam feature film. Generally seen as a Shazam villain, the big screen treatment has been applied to this morally flexible ancient Egyptian man bestowed with superpowers from wizards. He's awakened in modern Kondok by a professor slash tomb raider slash resistance fighter in search of the crown of Sabak. Less interested in being a hero and more focused on protecting his homeland and the people in it, Teth Adam is soon challenged by the Justice Society, who consider this, this superpowered being to be a threat. However, can they put aside their differences in order to deal with a militarized criminal organization known as Intergang? Alan, after yeah. years of waiting, are you happy? Uh-huh with how The Rock has delivered on Black Adam, and more specifically, do you think there's been a shift in the hierarchy of power of DC?
1: Um, no.
0: To both. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't really care about Black Adam. Never really did. I never was like, sure. man, I can't wait until they make a Black Adam movie. Yeah. And Then they made a the Black Adam movie. I'm like, oh. Is that it? You waited this long for this? That's cool. The hierarchy of uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, it just... It's it's like uh, when we talked about Transformers at one time, it was I made a comment that the script was written in crayon, and I feel like this script was just a five year old with two toys just hitting each other, and like it didn't matter, like there were no real consequences except for like you know the random people that died in the background, or like the nameless mercenaries. That, I don't know, It's so when I watched the first twenty minutes are bumpy because uh, of all the expedition they have to do, and like they immediately introduced the McGuffin the, or the, the crown of the demon shit or whatever. And <laughs> I was just like, oh geez, no, oh no. And then once the rock gets on screen, I'm like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. And this director, I forgot the let Sarah. Yeah, so Sarah uh, did the unthinkable and made the rock uncharismatic. Because Black Adam just isn't fun. He just wasn't fun. He kind of like they're like, oh, let's make him like Drax and have him take things really literal. But like Drax had personality. This is just like, how did Black Adam immediately know English? This you came around fourth. So like, there's like little things in it that you kind of have to just suspend your disbelief on. Sure. But like the best parts of the movie are just the JSA stuff. So I think Hawkman and Doctor Fate, all that stuff was cool. How they interacted with Black Adam was cool, but like it just felt that they were they're they're trying to make Black Adam work whether or not he is popular enough for it to be a thing. like I think this is one of the first times where the actor was more popular than the character they were portraying. So it's like, let's just put Rock Johnson with you know, let's just do the rock with some superpowers. I' what that'll do. The Black Adam that fits because they're both kind of the same shade on the PMS color chart. Doesn't matter that they're <laughs> from two different parts of the world. No, it doesn't matter that he's, you know, South Asian. You know, just make no, it, I East. Yeah, doesn't matter. I, I, I thought about so, that. So, like, too. I'm like, that's weird. And I don't know, like, it just seemed like The Rock, who's always like the most charming guy on screen, was just like, uh, like wasn't charming at all. Like, he had Pierce Brosnan, who was doing great work. Like, he was hammering it up, but it's just Pierce Brosnan. So he's like, yeah, that's great. And Aldous Hodge, that gorgeous man, was like, uh, yeah, I'm here to do stuff. I'm like, yeah, you are, dude. Yeah, you do that, brother. Yeah, you get it. You, you get you get those wings. You look ridiculous, but you're making it work. Um, and then I don't know. It was, it was It was. I felt like once Black Adam showed up, it was like 90 minutes of just like bombastic action, which is fine. But I didn't feel like there were going to ever really be consequences to any of this, which is fine. I don't, I don't. I just don't. For for the 15 years of waiting, I just don't understand why we waited this long for for this. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't know. What do you guys think?
0: Well, Jose, let's go to you here. We we're aware and we like The Rock in a general sort of sense, but we know you're a big fan of yeah. of The Rock. What did you What did you think of his entrance into the DC universe?
2: I think this movie is like a big mess. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that I didn't enjoy parts of it, but it feels like. Uh, I mean, Alan said, you know reference written and crayon it, it definitely feels like a first draft and i think there's even like the beginnings of interesting ideas a lot of all it is is like that first idea like there's there's a neat idea and the fact of this hero being from a place that's been ignored by you know the west and whatever and so and there's common interesting commentary to be made about the fact that if you're coming from a place like that that's been ignored or, or or subjugated, then maybe you, you, you can't quote unquote play by the rules, and you have to go to these more extreme measures. But that's all it is. It's just like oh, this is interesting, right? But we we don't talk. That's that's as far as we get in exploring the idea. There's I, yeah, and I think that's like the main thing. And it's also like a very they're hitting like all the tropes, right? Like you Alan mentioned the opening where you're like okay, we got we got to set up all the lore, like like, like let's get through that first and then you have okay we we introduced the jsa so they need a new guy on the team so he can ask everyone hey what are your powers hey what how does that work hey where? what how do we usually do these missions and then i think maybe the only thing i kind of disagree with with ellen is that the, the rock has been playing the rock so much more the last i don't know since like fast since after fast five mm-hmm. that it was kind Ooh. of refreshing for him to not just like show up and the Mr. Charming guy, I don't know that it like necessarily is better, but it was different. Um, so that was a little bit refreshing. And, and then, but then there are these like moments of levity that I like. Like the the uncle character, I thought that guy, you know, he, he shows up, he says his funny lines, and I hope he got paid very well because I thought he did a good job. And then also you're swinging between that and this like hyper violent, but without any blood. Action. I thought the movie was just kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. um, but also wasn't terrible. Like it was fine. It, it mostly left me very confused, and it really just seems like The Rock has been trying to get this movie made, and and just like they finally approved the script, and he was like, "All right, let's let's just do it." So I can I can be him, and then I'll be Black Adam, and then we can maybe do something fun and have me fight Superman or something after. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it's, it's kind of a mess. Um, I think there are parts that are entertaining and even funny. Pierce Brosnan, I think, is a highlight. His even his character design, I think, comes out the best mm-hmm. out of everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's about it.
0: Okay, well we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk more
3: about things. But uh, Abe, where are you with Black Adam? So let me use the sports analogy here, and oh. Aaron, feel free to chime in wherever you need to. Go sports, team <laughs> Yeah you know sometimes there are these players that are coming up when they're young and they're playing AAU basketball and you're like oh this guy has a lot of talent um like let's see how how it blows up and then they get to high school and they become like you know parade all americans and became like gatorade player of the year and then they're like mr basketball in their state they get to college you know they're a five-star recruit they get to college and they are amazing. Like they're getting like thirty points a night, you know, eight rebounds and like six assists. And you're just like, oh, this guy's gonna go like number one, number two, number three. Get to the lottery, you get picked like number one in the in the draft. They're gonna go to you know, uh, not a great team, but they're such a good talent that you're like, this is gonna be the revival of the of the franchise. It's gonna be like a, a Michael Jordan esque type person or LeBron esque type person they get to the team and they're just like, they just can't understand the NBA speed. They can't understand the NBA like talent depth. And so they, they kind of just flame out and they're kind of called the bus. Like, so essentially all I'm saying is like this movie could have been like capital G great because there's actually some really cool things that they're doing in this movie. But like what Jose said, the script is a fucking mess. And it's totally uneven from a lot of different points. It's got a fish out of water story. It's got like a, a young guy, uh, you know, young, current generation, young guy, old generation, you know, old guy story. There's like this not an, uh, like uh, we are Captain or Team America World Police type story, which is kind of fascinating, but largely doesn't really go anywhere it's got like a mother in distress type story, which leads to some consequences that are just very like ridiculous. And then you also have like a, well, everybody kind of needs a hero uh, type story, even if it's like an anti-hero. And so with all that, like with all that confluence of voices, you know, platforms and whatever else, it just becomes this movie that is, Yes, a fight movie, which is fantastic. You know, it's cool to see action right away and it's cool to see action throughout. You do get kind of tired of it, but it also just gets a ton of different voices that you're just like, if you guys stuck to one or two of these, it would be great. The other nitpick, I guess, nitpick slash like uh, plot line that Jose also brought up was <clears throat> everybody explained everything to me all the fucking time. All of the time. There's people that are just. In the scene, just to ask a question that can easily be figured out by just showing me what the you know the what's on the screen. I I the opening of this movie, Alan, you brought up Black Panther. Uh the opening of this movie, it's like it was so much better in Black Panther, where it was also the same story of uh telling me what happened historically, but showing me in like this cool way of of having uh, visuals, but also just um. Um, like a quick synopsis and then getting into the plot of the movie to show me uh, the rest of it. I I do like that. There are some entertaining things about this movie for sure. You know, I I didn't find myself like sitting in my seat, just waiting for it to be over. I was kind of fascinated by what they were doing. um, And you know, the JSA is there. Pierce Brosnan MVP of this movie. I didn't expect that performance from him. And then when I saw it, I was like, this is actually pretty great. The effects and the money are on the screen. You know, there's there's really cool stuff that you're seeing throughout the rest of this movie, but there's a lot of questions too. And DC, Marvel, they they kind of all deal with this, but is like there's a lot of destruction in this movie, and not a whole. Uh, Jose, you brought up the, the lack of bloodshed, but also there's just like a lot seems like a lack of consequence um, in a town that is like seriously being decimated by gods. And so, I, I found that this was an entertaining movie but yeah i just could not wrap my head around why they they wanted to go with like five storylines and you know even three more like subplot lines rather than just going with one or two things that were like the strongest thing to make this a knockout of the park and to be like dceu like we don't have like the same continuity or uh, uh longevity as the mcu But we make movies that are super solid, take chances, look great, and they do things that uh, superheroes perhaps don't really do. And that would have been an amazing experience, and it would have been probably one of the better superhero movies of the last decade. But here it just becomes like uh, a fumble. So... I feel like we're all dancing around the
0: same thought here. I think maybe Alan's maybe the least on it. Because I like overall, I would say I like this movie, but just barely for reasons that I'll get to. That said, this feels like DC's Poochie. And and by that, I mean... (laughs) by mean, By that, I mean... By that, I mean, the Black Adam is louder and angrier. And because of Dr. Fate, he does have some kind of access to a time machine um also whenever black adam's not around the characters are constantly asking where's black adam Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) hey mr s (laughs) (laughs) hey dr fate um (laughs) yeah i i see the issues with this movie they're very clear to me and it's what you've described abe it's just it's tried to be a lot of things at once when only so many would do especially for a character that's you know, a C list villain from Shazam. I mean, it's not like the yeah,
1: the, not even the, like top tier. He's not even a main eventer. Not yeah, okay even yeah
0: so the mm-hmm. treatment of this, it's like, well, it's inspiring to some degree as far as the Rock has this character he wants to play, but at the same time, it's like until we get Why? to until we get to stuff that's more interesting about Black Adam, which does occur comics wise. Introducing him in this fashion is like okay, cool. I like, guess yeah, it's like he, I, you know. She's, she's like they the rock has talked about how like he didn't want black Adam just be introduced in Shazam uh, only to come up later instead going for this kind of big screen version and it's like okay cool I get you respect this guy but it's like is there much here to offer and the answer I don't think is very odd now that said I'm glad that this is only like a two hour action movie and not like a two and a half hour three hour you know, extravaganza involving this character right um, but it, but as far as like trying to do something unique and yes, shift the hierarchy of power in the DC universe, I just don't see how that's happening. A big thing that's played up about Black Adam is the fact that he's an antihero. Watching this movie, I don't know how anyone would be convinced he's an antihero. The only people he cut brings to harm are evil mercenaries that would kill any random civilian if they had a chance to like there's nothing there's nothing anti-heroic about Black Adam delivering justice to murderers (laughs) Um, so it's like I don't I don't know like the first thing we see Black Adam do is save a random woman he does not know from people trying to shoot at her I mean it's that are mercenaries so it's like what are we accomplishing again as far as separating Black Adam from others oh he kills people in gleefully violent ways all right, I've seen that before and again it's <laughs> do I necessarily need to see every DC villain, every DC hero melt people with their hands? I guess not, but like it's only so unique when you see it the first time and then you see it like the 50th time. Um I do agree with Jose as far as the rocks concerned. I I'm not going to say this is the best rock performance because I still don't think he's taking too many chances here but the fact that he is turning things around from being you know, the guy that's charming and smiling to a guy that's much more stoic and yes Alan Drax but less funny um, that's at least something and it does feel like further films could explore this uh, but from this film yeah there's only so much you can take away from the rock just playing down certain qualities of himself but that's the
1: thing. Like, why bother casting The Rock, a movie star, if you're not going to use him for the movie star traits I mean, that he I, has? We've seen this. You before. know what I mean? We,
0: I know what you mean. And we've, see, well, we've, seen, like, we've seen we've seen we've seen this in other actors that you know play differently. Yeah, from yeah their, from their... <laughs> The Rock is
1: a movie star. There's a difference. He can't. He people. You hire The Rock because it's The Rock, and you want him to fulfill a certain role, and a certain need, and a certain character arc. If you want The Rock to be like, if you want the character, to be, I don't think The Rock is a good fit for the character that they are envisioning because also the people that are going to go see this movie because of The Rock aren't going to get The Rock that they want. I mean,
0: you're saying all this, but I mean, the big, it's the yeah. biggest non fast movie opening for The Rock. And hey, he, he, he's got a B plus cinema score. I mean, people like the movie. I mean, it's it's working for an audience, it's working enough. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, jury remains out as far as where we go from here, as far as the character goes. Regardless, just, just to finish up my, my initial thoughts on this, I, fine, I, you know, it's fine. I, we, we have, yeah, we have the Justice Society stuff. I agree that Pierce Brosnan's like the highlight in that realm. We'll talk more about the Justice Society. Um, the other thing that just got me was we have a lot of backstory here, and I want to talk about this more when we move on to things. This movie's been selling us something in the marketing for months as far as Black Adam lost his son and he's pissed. Like, that's been mm-hmm. like the thrust. This movie's like, and I know it's a movie versus marketing, but it's like the movie basically wants to hide that for like 90 minutes before we really, before you learn this information. Mm-hmm. And I feel like anyone walking yeah. into Black Adam is going to be like, wait, didn't he lose his son? Like, isn't that the whole thing about this? And yet the movie's like, well, let's play a little coy on what's going on here. It's like, here's an action Whoa. sequence. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, trying to convince you like some a certain person's not the rock at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's just there's a lot. Um, so like there and that I feel like that represents a lot of what this movie is, where it's like it's trying to throw a lot at you. it It doesn't seem like it is sure of how to do that exactly, but then it wants to make up for it um by loading in tons and tons of action. I think the action's fine. This movie doesn't have a lot of meat on its bones, despite the fact that yes, there are ideas here that I wish would be more explored. Uh, so it's like I, it, the the one uh, the thing that makes me like this movie, I guess, is that it is it's fairly goofy, even even in all of its seriousness. There's a goofiness to it that reminded me more of Aquaman than any of the other DC movies. Mm-hmm. It's not quite as go for broke as Aquaman was because that movie's like kitchen
3: sink and everything else. Uh, but this James one's what's... also like uh, a much more like uh, he knows what he's doing kind of thing
0: you say that and I, I don't disagree but at the same time I think Yomka let Sarah
3: is a lot he's got, better he's got a good he's resume a, he's a
0: lot better here than he is with Jungle Cruise I think there's a lot more personality yeah, in this movie I, than there was yeah. in Jungle Cruise I think we definitely
3: yeah. talked about that on that review
0: and I appreciated that this feels more like a movie he had his say in as opposed to just being hired on to Jungle mm-hmm. Cruise um, so I mean yeah there's enough stuff there that makes me think like that's eh, fine but yeah it's not it's the it didn't change the it didn't shift the power for me for sure. DC. Uh,
3: just quickly on on um, I guess let's get into some of the acting. Um, you know, The Rock is doing Scorpion King, but I agree that you know it's cool to see him not be like hamming it up. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, maybe a little bit more could have been there. But he's got Terminator two type of stuff where he's just like learning English from the kid. Um, but I, I'm curious about what you guys thought about you know. Two relative newcomers to the, uh, the screen, but also to the JSA. Um, the woman who plays Tornado, I think, her, is her name Cyclone. Cyclone, sorry. Yeah, um, and then also, uh, uh Adam Smasher, Adam Smasher. Yeah, so I'm curious, like, what you guys thought about those two actors, but also those two characters. Um,
0: I think Noah Centenni EO and Quintessa Swindle. Jesus, these names, yes. <laughs> um, Yeah, so, so <laughs> many syllables. Um, I think that they have good chemistry together. Uh-huh. Um I also think that they're entirely extraneous to this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. Not a single yeah. purpose to like air, including like what they contribute to the action in this movie. Like uh-huh. one just like winds stuff that never has any effect and the other just gets bigger and causes more problems. So it's uh-huh. like there's not a reason for that even, even to the point stuff. of them actually being delayed in
3: battle too like on purpose.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like it feels like it feels like they're literally hired because they probably have like large social followings, and it just helps more people get into this movie. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, no, that's what Neo is like well, from one of that big. Um, wasn't he like that big Netflix rom com? Oh, to, like, yeah, yeah, to, to all the all boys, boys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, He was like the guy in that, right? So, right, like, girlies are all about him.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Looking for him, get get that paycheck, dude. You do it. I uh-huh. thought he was. I thought he was pretty charming. I kind of liked his vibe. I thought he was always eating. Yeah. Sure, yeah uh, again, I, I agree.
0: Well. Like, I it. Yeah, like I agree that again, I think they have good chemistry together. They're not like yeah. bad presences in the film. It's just the they film seems work. to have no room for them. It's just like, yeah, hey, oh go. yeah, we let's write a scene for for Adam Smasher again. Like, there's no like purpose for them in this movie beyond like I guess we need to have young kids here too. <laughs> uh huh.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Adam Smasher gets to do some of the, like slapstick, which again, just like
2: the 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 tunnel like whiplash all the time from and some of it works right like the like black adam flinging people like 50 miles or whatever Mm -hmm. it's funny and then also like you know demonstrates whatever that he doesn't care about doing that but it's it's yeah it's a little all over the place
3: yeah and then you get but i enjoyed them yeah, I, I enjoyed them too. And I agree with like the Brad Pittness of it. And also he grows, so he's gotta eat just like you know, Ant Man uh, says yeah. so and then you get into the other two other members of the JSA that we see on the screen here, which are much more uh established actors. You've got Aldous Hodge and Pierce Brosnan. And I'm curious like what you guys thought about what they brought because they they're clearly doing more than the other younger characters, they have much more lifting to do, but There's also like a convoluted, maybe not convoluted, but there's also this, this um, what's the word I'm looking for? Where uh, this uh, do 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 do. What are you looking at? What are you looking for? Yeah, it's basically like you know, there's a a, uh, an emotional and and something hurdle. In any case, they've got to get through this Black Adam. Mess and they they just are bringing a different energy to the screen. But I'm curious, like, what you guys had them chalked up as?
0: I um I oh. I'll just say I I don't know these characters nearly as well as other characters. I don't know the yeah. Justice Society. I don't know Hawkman and Doctor Fate. I know Hawkman. He's like an alien or something, isn't he, Alan? Do you know, Hawkman. Hawkman has like eighty One different versions of stories. him. Is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, so many different. Here, like, let me- let, let me say this. i think i don't
1: know he's messy let me he's let me say this with
0: wings. let me say this about these characters the cuz i don't know justice society and sure. while watching this movie you know we're getting these characters kind of thrown at us and yes they basically just explain their powers or what have you and, but that like that's kind of it like we don't have more to go on them yeah yeah and I, at, at at one point i'm thinking shouldn't
3: i sorry can... moral quandary is what i was thinking of oh, okay like, like, moral yeah that's fair
0: to... yeah so like i'm watching this thinking I wonder if I should like feel more concerned that I don't have too much to go on with these characters. Uh-huh. But then I punched myself in the face. Cause I'm thinking, what what am I eight? Like, do I really yeah. need more? To, like, do I need like, <laughs> do I need a ton of backstory to learn about like Cyclone's grandmother to like, to, like just completely get what this person is. We've been watching superhero movies for a long time now. It's like, yeah. what else do I really, do I really need to like justify these characters more than what the movie wants to give me? So I kind of got myself out of that. And then I, but I, but I just kind of concern myself with what Hawkman and Dr. Fader bring, because I think Pierce Brosnan is really great here. Yeah. I think Aldous yeah. Hodge is good, but it's more the character that I have an issue with, because I just, I don't Yeah, it's not that I needed, like, complicated explanations, but at the same time, it's like, so is he superhuman because he's taking punches from Black Adam but he also has a suit that like has mechanical really stuff thing. in it so it's like <laughs> so, uh... is it the suit that gives him power or is he yeah. just super powered and he happens to have an enhanced suit on top of him and that putting that aside for one second then I'll let you guys go I'm sorry I I just Pierce Brosnan and Aldous Hodge are separated by like 40 years <laughs> but like they're acting like they're best friends when it's like wait should it be mentor mentee or are they just like you know bros for life but I'm, also thinking, Listen, well, but I'm also thinking, well, black doesn't crack, so maybe he's just really old. And maybe I don't he's really also really old. <laughs> but uh, and then again, I'm like, well, wait, is he immortal or something? Like, I just don't know. So yeah. it just that kept throwing me off as far as that what that relationship was supposed to be.
1: So you're telling me you've never gone to a job, you're just working there, and your work besties 20, 30 years older than you for some reason? I've definitely, definitely had that. So I got, when I worked at Disney, I was cool with, like, this lady who was, like, Thirty years older than me, I'm like you're cool, you're my buddy. Like that's probably the vibe. They probably just started working together and they just like each other. Like it yeah, just yeah. happens. Like, damn, we're, we're starting to You see an alien, today. Ellen? Uh, I, from what I understand, I don't know because okay. <laughs> there's like four <laughs> different origin stories. Because I remember when they did the New Fifty Two a few years ago, one of the big things was like, we're gonna fix Hawkman. And they didn't. So like, it's like, it's like, oh, he found this emblem and then he, no, he's like, he, he's like the emblem and now he's like the embodiment of, like, it's, like, yeah, he's he can be an alien because there's also like a planet full of these fuckers, but he's, he's like, oh, it's like, I think what they were trying to do is like, hey, he's Batman, but he, he likes, he likes Hawks.
0: That's the thing. Like, he just seems like a rich guy. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's like his, <laughs> yeah. his origins okay. with a very complicated backyard that he bothers to water. Uh, just right like, yeah just, just have cement like why i yeah, all the grass here it's
3: like,
0: really it's turf. Uh, expensive it's turf, on the it's water turf. turf. It's turf.
1: yeah it's, it's a Louisiana, but it's being it's being watered he has a sprinkler system it's being watered. when he opens it is it is it is stupid that or it's just Louisiana naturally green from
3: the, the moisture in the air this is very long. important the fact that he has yeah, it being no. watered like jose i want to get your thoughts on hogman too but you know one of the the scenes that i was also curious as to whether this person is you know, a mutant or what have you is. There's one point where he's fighting and somebody's trying to rip his wings off, and he's like screaming as if like it's hurting him. I was like, are these wings attached to him? So, uh, in any case, Jose, well, you probably just don't want a giant knee in your bag from Black Adam. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, a that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a different character. Yeah, than it was no Black I... Adam, but yeah. Uh, but curious, yeah. like your thoughts on Doctor Fade and, and Hawkman?
2: Um, I, I like both those actors. I, I like Aldous Hodge has also has a lot of range, right? Like he's, he's not utilized. Super well here, right. um, and, and Hawkman like like Alan says, it's so weird. Like, there's a version of him that is an alien and straight up has like a hawk head. He's like Hawk, literally Hawkman. But there's like another version where he's like a space oh. cop, and then there's another version where he's like I think you were alluding to this Alan, where he's like from also ancient times and has some sort of mystical tie to how he gets his powers. Hmm. But and even none of those seem like this guy. Like this is like. I, I was yeah. talking to. I, I I saw this movie at the drive-in, which I think actually was like the perfect way to see it, because you can just sit there and go like, what's going on? <laughs> and there's there's he, he's like Batman and Iron Man, and like because his his the way his suit works is almost like magical nanotech, right? Like he just like forms around him, and he's like enforcing some sort of rules about superheroes but he's got like the Batcave slash X-Mansion with a jet that comes out of the lawn. Mm -hmm. And this movie is full of like, they're using a bunch of superhero shorthand, I think, to just be like, okay, this is Hawkman. He's kind of like Batman. He's kind of like Tony Stark. And this is Dr. Fate. Like you've seen Dr. Strange probably in like Mm -hmm. a few movies of this one. Like very similar. Um, We've got a a guy who also grows really big. You're familiar with this now too. Um, like, they're sort of like, and, and yet they still explain everything, which is really interesting.
3: Um, Sticking with Aaron's but, uh, uh, Simpsons theme, this is like when they go to Shelbyville to try and get the lemon tree back. Yeah. You know, and they're like meeting <laughs> alternate versions of themselves.
2: Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, but I like their, their their relationship between the two of them. is like maybe, you know, the best love story in the DC extended whatever cinematic universe. <laughs> Hawkman was like so sad. He's trying to break down that barrier. Yeah.
0: He, I thought his heart was broken. here's another question. What's the justice society? <laughs> um, yeah, because we're, we're like it seems like they've been around for forever, but we've never seen them. We've before. never seen them. they <laughs> they're apparently like their boss is amanda is Amanda Waller, right. Uh, they're not the Justice League.
3: I, I <laughs> Alan. I, I turn to you here. You and Jose. It's kind of it seems been, like justice is a very popular term for these guys. Yeah, too. Are, are they basically uh, like, well, you know like they, X Factor they, kind of thing? They predated. They were pre, they, pre-, like,
0: they were pre- oh. Justice League,
1: so they were before that. They're from like 1940, I believe. And I know mm-hmm. that Hogman was at one point at, because the Flash, the Flash of like the Tin Can Head, was like one of the first leaders, oh, and okay. then Hogman is like the permanent chairman, the permanent leader of the GSA.
3: That would have been good Apparently. to establish in this movie. But like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's and then this they have the Green Lantern
1: with the cape.
2: Yeah, the Green Lantern with the red yeah. cape. Yeah. It's
0: it's the kind of thing where like yeah. I can admire that if this is a standalone movie for the right. most part. At the same time, because it has this interconnectivity that's been so like scattered, given the Snyder of it all. You know when Man of Steel happened, they're like, "What the fuck is this? An alien from At- like, what do we do with this guy?" And meanwhile, we're like, right, "Also, right. we have the Justice Society, which has like a guy that predicts the future, a fucking winged alien who's also <laughs> a rich guy, and Cyclone, and or, or like Cyclone's grandmother, older Atom Smasher." It's like we're not new around the block with this stuff, guys. <laughs> like, sure. like, we I mean, if we've done this before, like we should be. Th- so it's like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what yeah. away. These aren't things that like diminish my thoughts no. on the movie. It's just more of. I have these questions that I don't necessarily need answered, but if the movie's not good enough to keep me from thinking about these questions, where there's something's going on.
3: Here. Well, here here's where my other question comes into play, which is, what do you guys think of the trio of Sarah Shahi, her son Bodhi, uh, Sub Sabon Gui and Mo Ammer, the comedian, who who are all family members? Because uh, we talked about the JSA, but now we've got this entire sub subplot or side B plot of these these three.
1: I 30. really could do with less children in my life, including mm-hmm. him. Like, I didn't, I didn't need all this shit about this kid. Like, kids just having some. Is, is uh, listen from the, what I have learned in heat is that if you can't walk away from it in thirty seconds, <laughs> don't need it. <laughs> Boom,
2: baby! Michael um, Mann, so proud. So,
1: uh, they're they're checking
2: it. the, they're checking the, the Shazam box, right? Oh, it's like, it's like another shorthand. It's like, yeah. oh, a superhero big guy with like
0: precocious kid. Right um i'll I'll say well for one thing mo's funny i like mo yeah more mo in movies please that's good um i also you know for a movie like this it's 200 million dollars i'm not going to be against a movie that wants to emphasize like middle eastern and south asian actors being the primary characters along with the rock as an egyptian um but um (laughs) i i'll get i want to talk about the kid because i like him more than alan um, he is a little extra. I get that, but I. But how many times
1: has he been on your podcast? But he's also <laughs> he's also a child,
0: uh, so it's like I'm not going to knock him down for being. There. He doesn't see, he doesn't seem like a serial killer or have a punchable face. So I mean, huh. those are things that work in his favor. The, backing up though, after we get all that exposition at the beginning involving the 300 interpretation that the movie wants to take with the backstory, right. um, in terms of visuals, we cut to like you know Condock again. And I was convinced that we were still in a flashback because it feels like Yumco Leto was like, "So what are the kids into now?" I know skateboarding and smashing pumpkins. Like, are we what? Are we still in the '90s? Is there another flashback here before we get to the modern time? It was so confusing <laughs> to be like, and now we're in the present. Smas- <laughs> smashing pumpkins on the soundtrack now, guys, and he's grinding down the, the boards in the marketplace. It's like, it's Aladdin? Like, what's happened? I don't know. Um, but. I, so getting to now, when we have the kid and and, um, and Black and Teth Adam hanging out, I will say this. I, yes, there's a lot of this kid. I'm not going to say it's my favorite element of the movie, but there's a pretty cool sequence, I think, where Black Adam is just like slowly floating down the middle of the apartment complex while the kid's kind of like going around the stairs uh, to, cool. ta- to talk to him. That's the kind of stuff that I liked in this movie when it came to understanding Black Adam, a character I just don't know. And if there's a way to help me learn about this guy and give me some character development and give me just something from the rock, mm-hmm. I thought that's the kind of stuff that this movie could have used more of. I, I thought it was creatively filmed, uh, and it and it's it's this blend of of you know it's almost oil and water as far as what Black Adam's doing as far as being stoic and standoffish and even like priding himself on the fact that he can fly slowly down a center corridor instead of just rapidly moving away, which he easily could, while his kid's just like eagerly trying to keep up with him and teach him about catchphrases and things. Like, there's stuff like that where I'm like, I like this movie. That's a movie I could appreciate. What
3: was the phrase that he tells him to use? Um, Tell him the man in black sent you. Yes. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Which is a good catchphrase. (laughs) Yeah, and I like that it's like, you know, comically used at times from The Rock where he's just like, I said it too early or I said it too late. Yeah. um okay you mentioned tube raider earlier too uh a lot of us did um i got those vibes as well from sarah shahi but i want to ask you guys about the magic in this movie um they're called the magicians i guess how does that factor into what aaron was also alluding to so this is like a two parter of hey the marketing told us that the sun is killed and that's what caused black adam to become black adam but now we've got magicians here. Uh wizards, they're wizards. Wi- oh, they're wizards. wizards. I'm sorry. Yeah, wiz- wizards. Or wizard Harry. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I'm curious like what you guys thought about just like the interconnectivity now of this movie and the Shazam movie, I guess. I, don't, well, know, we, I look, don't know why I the don't... marketing didn't play up the Shazam thing more. That would have like, been, that would have been cool.
0: Like that, like imagine the rock and like Zach Levi, like fucking around on Twitter for the past year. Like that would have been entertaining. Like, I don't know why they Zachary Levi's not Kevin Hart. You know, I they don't have that relationship. I, well, that, that'd that be even funnier if Kevin Hart's like, why are you <laughs> trying to with Zachary Levi all the time? I thought we were friends. Like there's, I just think there's a lot of stuff you could have done okay. to highlight a character that people like that made money uh you know compared to this Black Adam character that's nothing uh, even though again it was successful this weekend but like it seems like they're I don't know why you wanted to hide the fact that these two are very connected to each other that's what it feels like they try to do here because mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a lot more Shazam stuff in Black Adam than I expected um, which mm-hmm. surprised me honestly Yeah,
2: like the word Shazam is like a major plot point at a part you know right. certain points <clears throat> and I, I, I feel like it was nowhere in any of the trailers right like it, it, it's strange, like you say, but like he, like I,
0: the lightning bolts, the closest, and even that's like pretty played down yeah. on his chest.
2: Yeah. This, this movie's, you said magic, uh, and I I thought about the. There, there's like there's actual magic, right? Which is like, Shazam's powers are also kind of confusing. Like he has super strong lightning powers, and then he's also Superman, basically.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but then there's also like. Funny things in the script that that uh, you always have you almost have to explain them away with magic. Like they at, at the very end, and I know we don't really spoil things on here, but at the very end, there's like two sort of like conflicts happening. There's like the main superhero conflict, and then like the on the ground conflict. And then right. at the very end, the the human characters just like walk into where the other big fight was happening. And I'm like, I thought you guys were like miles away from each other. Yeah. Just like <laughs> just like walk into the room. Or like they when they go explore I, the pyramid. At I the know beginning, exactly what you're talking they, they, about. They there just like a, walk in. Yeah. They just like walk into that pyramid too. And it's like I feel like we're missing connective tissue. It,
0: it, it's here. all. It's <laughs> almost handled like. A, well, that was pretty crazy, wasn't it? Like just the way they walk in. Like that. <laughs> Glad that's over with. <laughs> like I was outside fighting zombies or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like everything else, it, it's just it's
2: so messy. Like mm. I.
1: Well, did you guys notice yeah. that? I felt like I noticed it was the same six extras the whole movie. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who's like the head? There's
2: civilian. a guy who's on the Flash TV show yeah. playing like, 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 like a guy, a guy who guy. has three
1: lines.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah I
0: thought that was so really random.
2: funny.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I, I struggled with that too, as far as I, I do think there's a variety and stuff going on, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, well, it's all conduct. So, like, I'm not expecting too much of like, expansive scope but I do like there's Mm -hmm. but I you know like I guess this gets us to like the action conversation as far as like how the actions handled because there's a lot of it obviously we've talked about I as much as it feels like it's it's like a 200 million dollar movie it doesn't necessarily feel like it's all but it was all shot in Atlanta but it didn't feel like it feels contained to a point as far as yes we're seeing a lot of faces over and over again which I think helps in a familiarity sense like it helps you keep things relatable without becoming too like big but they, like it brings you to the action where they're just constantly like smashing each other into conduct like you were saying mm-hmm. Abe like devastating the city <laughs> it's like okay but it, does it look good enough like what do you guys think of like the, in the action of this movie it was
1: repetitive but it was fine it looked good it mm-hmm. just kept doing the same thing over and over again
2: there are inventive moments like I think because the whole point is that he's not very careful yeah there's some fun stuff that, there's some like some use of speed ramping you know that at first i was like oh okay we're doing like a little 300 bit at the at the beginning like you said mm-hmm. Aaron,
4: mm-hmm.
2: um and then it's used a few more times and some of them are more successful than others um but i thought that was at least it's a choice right it's like right. something distinctive it's it's yeah it's not as cool as like the quicksilver stuff maybe in some of those uh, X Men movies, but it certainly has yeah, fun, fun with
0: stuff. like the like the intro of Black Adam, like and using like painted black and stuff on the soundtrack, right. to, like just yeah. highlight. Yes, yeah, as, cool as far action. as like the
3: action goes, like it, I agree with Adam that or Adam, uh, Alan Black, Black Alan, um, uh, that uh, it, <laughs> oh, it, don't it, say it, that. that,
1: I'm not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the action does get repetitive, uh, but like what I said earlier, you know, the the money's on the screen here, you two hundred million dollar budget, everything does look larger but it's also you mentioned uh, cyclone she does like the same thing twice and then all this which is highlighted in
0: slow motion to make sure you see her doing it twice (laughs)
3: yeah Yeah, and then all this hodge has the same line twice like you and i were gonna have a discussion on the plane so it's like at one point i was like didn't we just see this like 10 minutes ago but i i um agree that it's a choice you know and i did think that there's a very big difference between you know the DCEU movies and the mcu movies about how they showcase their fighting because i did like you know super superman speed uh zoom fights you know with, with black adam kind of like bursting through and beating everybody up but you know there's other parts where we've seen it before you know you guys mentioned the the um uh quicksilver sequence where it's, it's also set to music but I think there's also like a heavy use of needle drops in this movie. And and sometimes I, I liked it. Sometimes I didn't, but the action is it's, it's okay. It's just that there's a lot of questions around. Are you destroying the city that Sarah Shahi said, like that she clearly loves and she clearly wants to protect from, you know, invaders and also the JSA with a guy who just doesn't give a shit about destroying uh, to not not destroying anything, it's the kind of like it it goes back and forth of how it wants to deal with that too. Because at times
0: it's just like, well, they're fighting and things happen. That's not a me hand waving, it, that's just the movie. Mm-hmm. But there's also like Black Adam never uses doors, even when there's doors next to the holes that he makes in the wall. He clearly knows is, what they are, <laughs> and he and he knows that they're doors. Yeah, so yeah. it's like. I guess that's funny. Like, I don't know, but it's a weird like way to go about things. Yeah, it, like you and you have a whole fight sequence that's set like in like the kid's room with him and Hawkman, two people that don't fit in that room when they're not fighting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, <laughs> you're ruining this kid's room, was what kept going through my mind. But also, you're ruining that person's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah the whole. And house. she's
3: supposed to be in hiding. Yeah, yeah. so it's the like house is done.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so it's like okay, like i like what we're trying to emphasize as far as the skill sets of these people but it's like to what avail as far as what i'm going to get out of this uh, that week that being said some of these fights especially the ones of black adam and hawkman i do feel like they look like comic book splash pages coming to life which sure. I, I like like i like a movie that can acknowledge that it is still coming from a comic book and i do feel like yeah. let sarah finds ways to do that in various instances it does like feel like he's Literally trying to channel like comic book pages with how he's setting up shots for these, you know, godlike beings that are doing stuff, which is right. admirable.
2: Well, not their faith as well. I think there, there, sim- we've seen similar things in the MCU, but I think there's like, the, there, there, was one really fun one where he, when he first was fighting, I, don't know, I think he's fighting, he's either fighting Black Adam or he's fighting the final villain, yeah, mm-hmm. and. He, yeah, and he, and he sort you sort of keep pulling out like through the helmet. I think it is. Yeah, then, that was a cool sequence. Yeah, almost like Inception, like right, and not like visually, but like in concept yeah. that you're like going moving through these levels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was that was a fun visual.
3: You know, I bit. also dug for Doctor Fate the way that they they uh, utilized his multiplicity. Uh, you know, you've seen it with Doctor Strange too, mm-hmm. but in this one, it's like it, it's quite an extended sequence, and you can see his other selves, they kind of are, are a little bit more, they have more agency. They're able to like do other things, like hold people down and like kick them in the, knee them in the chest. And i was like, this is pretty cool uh, from a visual standpoint. But yeah, yeah I, I don't
0: know the extent of Dr. Fate's powers. It does feel like, well, there already are Dr. Strange movies. So we got to like sure. do something different. And it's right. like, well, the multiple lying thing is fun. Uh, that's, that's a way to go. I also like that because the helmet is so, limiting any chance they got like Pierce it's like I gotta take this helmet off so you can see my face <laughs> <laughs> like I, I if I had yeah, to guess uh, uh, mustache. if I yeah right if I had to guess I would bet that in the comics Dr. Fate's probably not taken off his helmet too many times I don't know no not
1: really but okay. he also has eye holes too so well there you go oh okay yeah so
0: <laughs> but I mean you know movies versus a comic book that you gotta like yeah I, I can see why but it's also just kind of funny it's like I can't keep this on every day. (laughs) I got to take it off. You got to show off the (laughs) moneymaker.
3: Yeah. Well, follow the question for you guys here. Um, This movie features Amanda Waller, which Aaron mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Curious how you guys see this fitting into the other DC movies or does it? Does Black Adam just, is he an anti-hero slash villain slash hero for everybody in the DCEU or specifically just as JSA? I'll be curious what they do to motivate black Adam
0: to do more than just hang around conduct.
3: Yeah. There there's like quite a, uh, an interesting stinger at the end there uh, with Amanda Waller. Sure. And even then it's like, yeah. so what did, like, what's his, what's this guy's deal? I guess is my main thought. Like, what
0: does he like, let's presume without even spoiling anything, you know, he rids the city of anything bad. And that was mm-hmm. just him in the city, which is a thing he wants to begin with as far as being a protector. Yeah. What else do we what else does Black Adam do? And like what like what's the what's the what's the rest of the threat here? Unless it's like, like the
1: chunky sketch from I think you should leave.
0: You got to figure out what you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? It's like unless like Lex <laughs> Luthor is going to like nuke Kandor, I just don't know what else Black Adam is required. Now, of course, you can say that about any number of DC or Marvel heroes as far mm-hmm. as if nothing bad if nothing bad is directly threatening them, what's their purpose? But I just wonder like like, why would he need to fight, you know, insert hero here, Batman, Superman, yeah. Wonder what, like, what, what would motivate him to do so? Now, that said, there, you know, I've already, the movie is not exactly, for me, an anti-hero movie, but they're, you know, comic-wise, things can happen that turn him darker. So, like, that's what I need to see, I guess, as far sure. as the future goes. Like, I want to see what it is that makes him go dark.
3: Yeah. Alan Jose, like, how else do we bring this uh, yeah, character I mean, into the
0: world? The the
2: yeah, the, the question is like, at the end of the movie, even kind of through the movie, like, what is Black Adam's motivation to do anything else? Anything,
3: now? right?
2: Like, yeah. like Aaron said, yeah. Like, at the the movie ostensibly is like, oh, he needs to be the hero, and he's like, I'm not a hero. I'm whatever an agent of revenge or something like that Mm -hmm. and is but what is the next step is is he just like flying around conduct like you know literally smashing like people who are mugging people is (laughs) like i don't know (laughs) um you know he's a friendly he's a friendly neighborhood block adam (laughs) yeah exactly um no, I don't know. Get him to Philadelphia and give us like a Shazam <laughs> Black Adam-like yeah. buddy cop movie where he's like, okay, we're going to like pick up this bus and keep it from falling over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're going to help the little old lady cross the street or something. So like, let's teach you how to do hero. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he's going to open a halal thinking. cart. That'd be... Just, there you go. He, yeah. And then he gets into a fight with Pizza Papa. This makes a lot of sense. Crossover. Yeah. I mean, pizza Papa would make anything better. So I mean, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I have another question. Yes, um, that relates more to, well, to, I guess the justice society, but also just like the nature of the land and like what we're doing here. Um, this movie flirts with the idea that these Western powers, um are ideally designed to come in and help deal with situations and yet sarah shahi's characters specifically saying once the justice society gets involved like why are you guys like what do you guys have to offer like our our city's been like in turmoil (laughs) for years because of intergang and 27 years and you guys have never said a thing but now that this now that this ancient egyptian muscle god comes in and wants to protect us now you want to get rid of him. i i like that as far as that's a fun thing to call out a group of superheroes on the fact that they're not doing all they can to be superheroes in every part of the world. Just the quote unquote parts that matter. Do you think the movie, do you guys think the movie does more with that or just kind of uses that as topical seasoning?
3: It it fumbles the ball pretty hard. Yeah. Um, the main reason being that I actually like that too. That could have been one of the major storylines of just sticking with, you know, one or two that we talked about earlier because that that's an important thing to talk about. you know I mentioned team America or Captain or Team America world Police <sighs> um, and I mentioned that because there's specific things that in the early part of that movie that they also dis- discuss around the presence of Americans or an American force. You know from a political standpoint, there's conflicts all around the world that the United States doesn't get involved with. It only gets involved when things are fairly dire what what have you. I mean, think presently to the situation with, Ukraine and Russia, right? Where it's like, we'll send you aid, but at the same time, like we cannot specifically get involved. Otherwise it becomes a world war. Um, but all that being said, what I like about it is again, the idea of why do you guys only show up when these things matter to you? However, things go awry when Sarah Shahi herself has to do things as a character that dismiss everything that she had built up from this because it involves a crown and then also kind of bending the knee to somebody else um, to save a, a character in the movie. And at that point, I'm just like, the lines are too blurred here because you guys are basically saying that this was important for me, important for us to have Black Adam as our savior, hero, protector, our own uh, guy, you know of of uh, our own historical background, and then all of a sudden it's just like, well, we're uh, we're a team now, and it becomes Hobbs and Shaw of finding out that you guys work better together than against each other. And <laughs> at that point, I was just like, I don't, I don't think that this it 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 actually feels like it's um you missed the mark, uh, and whether you did it on purpose or or you didn't. It just makes the movie all that much more divisive to some degree
2: yeah, I think it it raises like I said an interesting question, mm-hmm. but ultimately, the answer to that is there is no answer the 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 conflict in, in that around that specific topic the j s a and Black Adam end up working together, but there's never like I can't even think of there being a resolution between. Hawkman and Black Adam, where they, you know, Hawkman says, "You know, you know, we we were wrong to come here and like do this or that." Uh, it, they just kind of decide to team up, and then there's the end of the conflict with the the final villain, and mm-hmm. that's kind of it. Yeah, we so just kind of end.
3: So uh, before you go, for no sort of like, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Yeah. No, I was just gonna say there's there's no conversation or anything that really yeah. i think
3: comes out of that yeah and before you go Alan, i just wanted to quickly add that also there with that um like with the conflict uh that we have here there there certainly is a level of uh, sorry jose you were talking about uh fuck i lost my train of thought here it'll come back around but in any case alan if you have thoughts on on it feel free to jump in
1: well Editing it's, like a nothing, it's like a nothing stew right like it set up all these things but didn't really pay anything off and the main villain at the end it's like sucks oh <laughs> okay yeah who the fuck is this guy like we kind of like like i don't know like you kind of know where it's going to go by the end of it but right. like that wasn't like a big deal and uh, i don't know i don't know yeah. and also how they fuck like i just realized like 10 minutes ago that the guy who was like the main villain was Jafar from Aladdin? Yeah, Marwan Kazani. Yeah, yeah, because I just didn't piece it together because his ugly hair. I'm like, wow, that's a bad choice. <laughs> then like, now, well, like- I
0: mean, Jafar is a cool thing. villain. Where this guy's just like, ah, I'm evil. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Look at me. I want, I want my but, <laughs> crown. A um, crown to accomplish. I don't know what. Except, I mean, bring zombies. I guess. I, I want to. I just right. want to get a foot taller. I don't want to get yoked out. You know, back back to your heat
3: reference. He just had to get it on, man. I had to get it on. <laughs> yeah, he's the way copter <laughs> of Black Adam. The juice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. I to get Abe to, to get back to what you're saying as far as like where this, but like this reminded me of obviously Morbius in a way. As far as by the end of this thing, it's Morbius time. I just yeah, for one thing, it was Morbid time a lot, but also I just don't know what the like where everyone's at as far as what they want to do next here, right. uh, specifically with the Justice Society, where it's like we had an elaborate plan as far as what to do with Black Adam that didn't happen so now we just leave but also what about conduct did we learn any lessons from all of this yeah I relate that to Morbius as far as but end yeah, of Morbius a movie that we don't need to relitigate at all it's just like he just leaves the city it doesn't seem to solve his blood problem whatsoever and I don't know what his next <laughs> move is going to be like he just <laughs> kind of ends and then he I guess drives in a car now to meet up with Val Kilmer or Val Kilmer Michael wrong Batman Mal, Michael Keaton in the desert yeah. um and it's like why again I don't know uh, don't you need blood still do you seem fine i don't understand you don't want to kill he's the scientist
3: i'll figure it out it's a weird fucking movie yeah. uh it's this is
0: just like conduct uh it's a third world country and we ruined a lot of it in all of our fighting just society though i guess we won so we're gonna head back to the justice cave i guess and do yeah. fuck off. <laughs> <don't> yeah
3: <laughs> what i was gonna add is that there there is an element of what we brought up way earlier which is We want to keep these storylines hidden until we need to expose them. And what this movie does with this particular storyline is the JSA has more information about what really happened with Black Adam in the past that could have really helped sway perhaps Sarah Shahi and her family if they had just been like, by the way, we have to stop this guy because XYZ, ABC123. You know what I mean, and it's like, oh, if that's the case, then perhaps maybe I am. There's like this moral gray area for Sarah Shahi's character of like, what did I unleash? You know what I mean, and that would have been an, an, also an interesting story. But again, we, we chose to have like sixteen of them versus like one or two. Um, before we wrap up here, as we're wrapping up, I want to have a soapbox moment. Okay. And this doesn't come around very often, but you know, whenever it does, Andrew and I, we we uh, we each have one, or or even everybody on the guest has it. My sub moment here has been on Twitter. It is with, I don't know this person uh, personally, and I don't know this person at all until I saw it this week, where they were filming themselves with the stinger credit of the movie. This is not just like one person filming the screen. This is like him, a person next to him lighting up their phone, and then a person like a row below videotaping him what? for like internet clout. This okay it's like, oh, that's weird please that's do weird. not do this in any movie theater like you, you i will punch you yeah i will literally punch yeah. you too and i will probably cuss you out like to do I'll grab your phone as, it. Like, yeah exactly Like don't have your phone out even though it's like the credits and it's like everyone still is engaged in the movie but also like it's just what a dick move to just be like i'm gonna commandeer two rows of movie theater just so that I can get like 15,000 likes on Twitter. Like, this is not a cool move. And also you're kind of spoiling a lot for people that haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, uh, it's super rude. So please don't have your phones out. Enjoy the the movie experience. A, this is why people choose to watch things at home now. A side thing as far as the the nature
0: of the stinger. Mm i i'm not big on how the rock has been handling i agree yeah Yeah. i definitely
3: agree i feel like he
0: spent a lot of especially the last few weeks uh when the movie's getting closer to coming out i feel like he spent the last portion of the the media tour for this movie and basically emphasizing not this movie but like a potential future movie right i don't under like and i and it annoys me as far as what I think the audience is getting out of this, where if there's a big cheer thing happening in this stinger thing. And it makes me wonder, like, do people like Black Adam or do they just like the potential of Black, the next Black Adam slash, you know,
3: insert person,
0: insert surprise here, as opposed to the other two hours of movie they just watched. Right. And I don't like, I don't like that the rock is kind of feeding that energy more than feeding off of the, Hey, look at this great stuff. Yeah, that he would say, presumably, uh, that we just made in the movie that we presented to you. Yeah, um, I get that. You know, he's a he knows how to market. That he's he's very good at that.
3: He's been doing it his little curve with WWE and everything.
0: But it's. It feels like it's coming at the, you know, at the cost of celebrating the movie he just made. He's doing it now as far as like, look at our audience score on to Tomatoes, because the Rotten Tomatoes yeah, score yeah. sucks. Um, but <laughs> look at our audience score. Look at these quotes from random people on Twitter. Like, you know, The Rock. He's going he's gonna to do his thing. Right. He's going to do that thing where we made it for the fans, because that only applies when movie reviews
3: aren't great. Uh, because and he's also going to, like, quote, tweet some nobody and then, like, you know, say, like, just because you didn't like it doesn't mean the sixty-five million people that follow me didn't like it. And then, and if, and if there's one thing we know about the fans is that they're only a fan of movies that don't get good reviews. Um. And <laughs> also, yeah, there's also um, uh, the the comment of you know, The Rock is such a big, Aaron, Alan. I agree with you. Like he's such a big movie star versus like actor kind of thing. Such a yeah. big movie star that the studio is probably just like. Well, we can't we can't like slap the cuffs on him like we did with Tom Holland when he was trying to give away spoilers for No Way Home or uh, Far From Home or whatever the case is. Uh, he's the Rock, you know he's he's selling this movie. But yeah, it's not great that he's just doing this press tour. And I'm sure that everybody at DC headquarters is just like, can you please stop doing this? Because we want to do up, more yeah. movies. Hey, anyway, so box over.
0: Cool. Uh, any other thoughts on Black Adam? We talked a lot about this thing. I mean, I'm probably
1: gonna go see it in the next one. Okay, <laughs> so,
0: that, that, that was my question. Actually. Like, Do you yeah. are you looking forward to more Black Adam and like as a solo thing or like as a team up movie or what?
1: Listen, like it doesn't matter. I, I my thing lately has been with how bad I think a lot of the Marvel stuff has been. Black Adam didn't seem as bad, but it still isn't great <laughs> because I think it was still enjoyable. I found I found myself enjoying it more than Love and Thunder.
3: Sure. Yeah, I, I found it to uh, be very yeah, entertaining
1: like, of a movie, and I'm still gonna go see more Marvel movies, so I don't see why it would change how I feel about DC stuff. Like I'm still gonna go to the next one. Yeah.
0: Jose, any thoughts on that regard? Yeah. Uh.
2: Yeah. I think I'll definitely watch whatever the next thing is. I, I hope they find something interesting to to have the character do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that is, but I'm I'm not a
1: professional screenwriter. <laughs> there
3: you go. Yeah. the Perfect excuse. Just have a literal poochie show up as the next uh, movie villain.
1: whatever good at least at least he has some death at least i know who he is
3: yeah exactly and then you know he's got to go and fight you know a a war in his own planet that's why he's got to leave all right well when
0: should people go and see black adam it's currently playing in theaters and imax jose when should people see this movie
3: um
2: your guys's regular skills what's like there's like a dollar theater or budget theater or whatever yeah
3: you have a budget theater in there yeah
2: yeah, I think that's the. One. If you have a drive-in, I actually do think that's like this is like a perfect movie for it because you can sit there, chat with your friends, and not distract anyone else.
1: Mm-hmm. Alan, budget Theater's good. Like you don't need to see it in IMAX.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you are right, it's IMAX, and then there's streaming. There's don't watch it at all right yeah tv or
3: or don't watch it at all
1: yeah yeah no it's like like you know like it's a big like if you're gonna watch it at least watch it on the big screen because
3: it's loud and it's it's a
1: vibe yeah i I think it'll lose a lot of its luster when you go home and watch on streaming a lot of the pros it already has are gonna
3: be dwindled by the time it goes to home yeah ape you know, I'm kind of there with you guys, too. I would still say that my my rating for this would be an HBO stream, but I can see what you guys are saying there.
0: Yeah, I'm at a dollar theater on this one. I do think there's enjoyable stuff to take in on this kind of scale. But, yes, sure. it's not one that I'm thinking. You know, Teth Adam is not something you need to, to race out for, but it's like, oh, if it's there, go check right. it out. Okay. All right. Well, that's been our thoughts on Black Adam. Let's move on now to a, what a uh, what time is it over here?
3: Time for a quick game. Little known fact, you know, that's actually what's uh, the song that plays when he says Shazam. But they were like, no, we can't pay Aaron. So that's, you know, that what, yeah, they yeah. Said, that's what they said. It,
1: yeah. They didn't have more money in the $200 million budget. I no, they
3: didn't. They are just like, Aaron, you cost how much? $100 million. Who is this? Like, I, I how charge how high and we I get lower
1: quality. For this Rolling Stone song. Thank you yeah, very exactly. much.
3: <laughs> yeah. At least, you know, they'll get more replays out of it, I guess. Uh, uh, it's just cheaper, I've got, cheaper rate. I've got two games for you guys. First one here is called A, B, or Neither. This is a, a These are a series of questions, and all you have to do is answer with your name and choose either the A answer, B answer, or C answer of neither. First one here. In 1999's The Crown, Thomas Crown Affair, Pierce Brosnan's character steals this artwork. San Giorgio Maggiore at desk by Claude Monet. Garden at San Andres by Claude Monet (laughs) or neither (laughs) Um, Jose Jose the the, the second one the garden that is incorrect Aaron Aaron a a is correct Thanks. I only have three answers here because if you guys both get it wrong, the third person just automatically. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna wait this out. <laughs> all right. Uh, the next one here. In 2020s, the invisible man, all this Hodges character has a daughter named a Seidel B Sydney or C neither. Aaron, Aaron, it's Sydney, right? That is right. Yeah. I was trying Damn. to throw people off here sidell that's the name you came up with yeah all right (laughs) the first one was shannon (laughs) 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 the the next question here in jungle cruise dwayne johnson and his crew are searching for a la victoria amazonica b la noche buena or c neither alan alan i want to go with c that is correct. It is C. Yeah. It's like a black That's cat or thing. something like that. They're searching That's for watching. the. Yeah, they're searching for the lost uh, city tree of, Lagrimas de Cristal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right.
1: I knew Spanish would pay off. I knew it.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Brown Adam. Yeah. Thanks, next Brown.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
3: the next one here. The title of the second movie in the To All the Boys films is titled <laughs> A, To All the Boys, colon, I Still Love You. B, To All the Boys, colon, XOXO, I Still Love You. Oh boy. Oh. Or C, Neither. Starring Alan. Noah Centineo. Alan. Alan. Jose? Is it B? Ahead, it is not B. Jose? It's C. It is C. <laughs> Isn't it like? Yes, I still love you. That's correct.
2: Yes, I still love you. (laughs) I I like those movies. I have no
3: shame. I love that you got it right. You're on the board.
0: (laughs) I mean, they're among the most popular
3: things on Netflix. So, I mean, you're you're not alone. (laughs) Made three of them. Uh, The next one here. Sarah Shahi has an uncredited role in A, Rush Hour 1, B, Rush Hour 2, Or C neither. Alan. Alan. Is it C? It is C. (laughs) (laughs) It's in Rush Hour Three
2: that she hasn't uncredited. Yeah, she's like a cop or something, isn't she? Something like that, yeah. Uh, She's a yeah. I haven't seen three in forever, but I watch Rush Hour Two every year.
3: (laughs) Every August. It's Rush Hour Two (laughs) Day for (laughs) Jose. Rush Hour's anniversary, guys. (laughs) Couple more here in this game. Uh in 1996's Scream, Henry Winkler plays A principal Arthur Hembry, B principal James Hembry, or C neither. Aaron. Alan. Aaron. Ooh. Is it A? It is A. Yes. <laughs> Arthur Hembry. You guys are getting this.
2: I can't we didn't mention Henry Winkler. What a random cameo!
3: I loved it. I was about he gets it. He some
0: Facetime. I, I, I like that he was on break from Barry recording that video. <laughs> really
4: <Right. laughs> nice of him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alan, were you going to say a?
1: Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay. So you guys I just watched
1: Scream like two days ago, so yeah.
3: <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Uh, last question here in this game. Jaimon Hansu appears in this Fast and Furious movie. A Fast and Furious presents: Colin and Hobson and Shaw. B, Furious 7. Ape. or Aaron. A- Aaron. <laughs> <To> A- <laughs> yeah, Abe. Abe, A- 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 yes. A- 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 it's B, Furious 7. <laughs> Furious 7 is correct. I'm trying to throw you off there, but yeah, you uh- got it, right? Uh-huh. Aaron, you won that game for uh, four points for you. Jose, you got one point, and, and Alan, you got two points. So we can talk about that game. Good game, Abe. This next game is called Yeah, I Said It, and I'll Say It Again. Anti-hero edition. <laughs> All right. This is where I will read you guys a line <laughs> from a movie, and if you know who says it, the character who says it, please buzz in with your name and the correct answer. And the, again, the movie character. Edition. Movie character, yes. Okay, so not the actor. Not the actor. No, okay. I won't accept the it? actor. All right, first one here. Well, then, I confess, it is my intention to commandeer one of these ships, pick up a new crew in Tortuga, Ray Allen, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. That is correct, Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ready. Next one here. I
4: <laughs> love Tortuga.
3: <laughs> Next one here. <laughs> this is for Matilda. Aaron. Aaron. Leon the Professional. That is correct. <laughs> I also should add that right. I'm not going to read these with heavy inflection or emphasis.
0: This is for Matilda.
3: And he actually says it <laughs> with gasping breaths.
0: So, is Yeah,
3: and then shit, and then it blows up. Uh, the next one here. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving.
1: Alan. Alan. Um, Bell, uh, Trey Belfort. Trey or, wait, Belfort is not correct. Yeah, it's fine. I Fucked up. I fucked up.
3: All right. Anybody else? Or Say it again. Going? I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. This is my home. They're going to need a fucking wrecking ball to get me out of here. Oh, okay. man, I'm so
1: stupid. I'm so stupid.
3: They're going to have to send in the okay. national Jose. Jose. It's it's Jordan Belfort, right? Jordan. Jordan
0: Belfort. Oh, okay. That's correct. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, your total yeah. lack of any kind of inflection. It's exactly that's what makes it
2: <laughs>
3: hard, man.
4: <laughs>
0: I'll uh, leave it. Alan still got I'm it right like, away. Just fumbled. Alan didn't
3: get it, but he called yeah, him
1: it. Troy. Yeah, I was like, "Wait, this I lost isn't it. High School I like,
3: Musical it's, Alan?" It's, it's
0: Troy Belfort. You, may, as... you may remember me from such <laughs> <laughs> such Martin Scorsese dramas. <laughs> wolf,
3: wolf. Yeah,
1: no, I just lost it. I was like, "Troy, wait, no, it's why the fuck is it Troy?" And then I just <laughs> I'm stupid.
3: Pretty close though. Yeah, you helped Jose get it, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, uh, the next a... one here. I've killed women and children. I've killed everything that walks or crawls. Aaron. William Money, William Money is correct from Unforgiven. Yes, and I'm here to kill you, little Bill, for what you done to Ned. That's the rest of the quote. The next one here, it's all here. Three thousand gallons of gasoline, just like you asked. I'm gonna unhitch the pod. You drop the rocks, Aaron. Aaron, Furiosa says that. That is correct. Okay, yeah. it's like it gasoline. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the next one here. I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I didn't mean to do that. Alan. Alan.
1: Oh, Julius.
3: Julius. I'll accept that. It's Jules. Yeah. yeah. Jules. Yeah. yeah. From Pulp Fiction. Yeah. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? Is how that quote ends. <laughs> what? <laughs> Flips the table. The yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does he look like it? A- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one here. I felt like putting a bullet between the eyes of every panda that wouldn't scream. Aaron. Aaron. God. <laughs> I mean, quote, quote, Jack, but Tyler Durden. I mean, <laughs> quote, quote, Jack. I'm going to give it to you, Alan. I was going to say the narrator. The narrator is actually what he's listed as.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We can. We, we can. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's fine. This is half
3: point each. Give it to give it to Aaron. It'll go to Aaron, but yes, yeah, he <laughs> goes by the, the narrator. I just want the record. He well, doesn't show that go that by
0: awesome. the. I mean, he doesn't go by anything. I mean, it's, exactly. Like, <laughs>
3: but he's listed in the credits as the narrator. I mean, and he constantly says like, "I am Jax this, I am Jax that," and also he's yeah. called. He's literally called <laughs> Tyler Durden. I mean, like it's, I, I, it, if it Alan was a Tyler Durden quote, weird. I, I would have used a Tyler Durden quote though. But yeah, that's why I said, I did not leave Tyler Durden. in any case, the narrator. But yes, yeah, or Aaron, you're gonna get that point. The next one here. I'm saying it because it's true. Inside of us, we both know you belong with Victor. You're part of his work. The thing that keeps him going. If that plane leaves the ground and you're not with him, you'll regret it. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But soon and for the rest of your life.
1: I mean, I know the movie What's and the actor. The I don't know the name.
3: <laughs> What's the name of the bar? Um... Jose. Jose. Rick something it is Rick something <laughs> you get that <laughs> Does point I not have a last name <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if they actually specifically list out his last name but it's Rick from Casablanca yeah. Rick, Rick Blaine. Casablanca it's Bl- yeah. Blaine right Rick Blaine yeah. uh,
4: okay.
3: like B-L-A-I-N-E yeah oh. makes sense with um, why he runs an airport then <laughs> uh in any case the next one here get some rest Pam you look tired, Aaron. Aaron, Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne. He's killed a few people in his day, right? Uh, yeah. Just a couple more here. There's a hundred thousand streets in the city. You don't need to know the route. You give me the time and a place. Alan. Alan. Oh
1: nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Never mind. Nope. I remember the movie, and then I just said it before. I...
3: Nope. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, You give me a time and a place. I give you a five-minute window. Anything that happens in the five minutes, and I'm yours, no matter what. Aaron. Aaron.
0: The driver.
3: That is correct. Or driving McDriverson, I believe is the Driver McDriverson is is the name on his license plate, (laughs) but he is the driver. That's why I remember the name because he doesn't have uh, one. He doesn't have one. Yeah, he's he's actually just called the driver. Uh, Last one here. When Helen died, I lost everything. Until that dog arrived at my doorstep. A final gift from my wife. Aaron. Alan. Alan. John Wick. John Wick is correct. That was the end of, yeah, I said it and I'll <sighs> say it again. Aaron, you win that game as well. Yeah, uh, just killed it. Six points. Jose with two points and Alan with three points. I'll take it. All right.
0: There you go. Yep. Good game, Abe. Hey, you're welcome. Okay. Well, that was games. Let's uh let's move on. Let's get to our final segment here. Uh, let's go over some out now feedback. Feedback,
3: feedback, feedback,
0: feedback. This is where we go with the various questions and answers on our Facebook page. of the comments the podcast. We ask a number of questions to the listeners, they give us answers, and then we got a question as well.
3: Nice. First question here is Who is your favorite anti-hero? Jeff writes Deadpool. Chris has Imperator Furiosa. Uh Driver mm. and Hannibal Lecter. Philip has Michael Sullivan in Road to Perdition. Any favorite anti-heroes from you guys? Yeah. I... Uh I like Neil McCauley from Heat. Neil Macaulay. What lady, why are you Punisher. so interested in what I do and what I read? What'd you say, Jose?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> uh Punisher, classic, classic. Punisher? Here. Yeah.
0: Um Lee Marvin and point blank or, Lee uh... Marvin.
3: We're even Terrence Stamps and Hmm. All right. Nice. Good answers. Abe, do you have any? No. All right. I only like heroes. All right.
0: <laughs> All right. Next question. Who are your favorite movie characters given magic powers who go on to use them for bad? Ooh. Chris writes Ooh. Benny. He had like a. There's a like a animated rabbit gif thing that I'm sure someone knows offhand that I'm like blanking on. Chris us so what you mean. <laughs> uh and Philip has Wanda Maximoff.
3: Hmm.
0: Tetsuo. Tets- okay, yeah. Yeah. And your favorite movie, Mad- characters given magic to use them for bad.
3: I mean, is 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 Sildor given a ma- he's given a magic ring, but I don't know if he has magic powers. But you know, he's just the, uh, the ring not. didn't
0: ha- didn't hurt him. Yeah, he's also, he's also
3: he's also like, I'm not gonna destroy this ring. I like it. He was invisible. What
1: about Mel Gibson and What Women Want? Does that count? Because that's kind of weird.
3: That is very weird, yeah. A little
1: problematic.
3: Quite, yeah. Anything from you, Jose? I'm struggling to think of
2: one. For whatever reason, my brain wants a chronicle, which is not magic. It's like I mean they're yeah. given what it is.
3: It counts. I mean I, alien goo. You could use magic loosely. <laughs> I, mean, they're giving, they're giving yeah. I mean <laughs> they're given they powers. I mean they're given powers, yeah. Shazam. Yeah. Uh, the next question here is uh, Who are your favorite movie characters who fly? Chris has Brightburn and Toothless, uh, quite the range there, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Philip has Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. Flying characters, <laughs> so yeah. uh, the Rocketeer.
2: There you go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Goku from Dragon Ball Z.
3: <laughs> yes, I like it. Oh, I'm gonna add in, uh, what's that? The red bird from Angry Birds, the, yeah, yeah, Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, and then I'm gonna add in a uh, Buzz Lightyear, although he's kind of just falling with style. Well, not Lightyear. Yeah, not in Lightyear. He's actually flying at, at hyperspeed and spending six years of his life off planet each time. What about the
1: What about the good feathers from Animaniacs? Oh man, those guys.
0: Miss <laughs> <Where's> those guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the example that you said. Yeah, it's good. It's the, the flying was a real highlight of the good feathers. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, they fly. Yeah, you're you're they not did. wrong. You win. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question. Who are some great movie characters that could get really big? Christopher Wright's Hulk, The Incredible Hulk, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Marlon Brando. <laughs> Michael has Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> Luke Thompson in front of the show
3: writes John Holmes. Um, uh, Philip has Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. Uh, I don't know Fiona. his name, but um, Mikey in uh, Honey, I Struck the Kids. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Any others?
2: Um, I'm going with, uh, was her name May May in Turning Red during the oh, climax? Yeah. What a great call. There, there you yeah. go. <laughs>
3: One of my favorite movies of the year. Great movie. All right. Anything for you, Alan?
1: Um, no, I just said Fiona okay. from Shrek.
3: Fiona from Shrek. Okay. Uh, the next question here: What are some great films about characters who can see the future? Justin writes, would have to be Back to the Future, right? maybe I mean, they, I mean they go to the future but, i guess yeah. that he helps doc yeah. you know getting killed in 1885 um chris writes minority report philip has edge of tomorrow and x-men colon days of future past question mark i mean yeah he, he's sending wolverine back in time to stop their future yeah. so yeah. does
0: anyone see the future in edge of tomorrow
3: uh really? yeah, uh Tom Cruise, he sees how he's gonna die and he reminds himself not to go take that pathway the next time.
0: I don't think that's the way to but fine, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh
3: the dead zone. Oh, the dead zone. Great films about seeing the future. Yeah. Alan? Anyone? Um Yeah, I can't really
1: think of anything. I just thought about that Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. Next, knowing one of those two? Next one is what those. you're thinking of yeah. Next, next, next. next. Yeah. They're the same. They both start with a K. <laughs> oh,
0: <no.
4: laughs> what? What? Yeah.
0: I feel like you did that joke backwards. <laughs> <laughs> It still works.
1: <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm hitting a while a minute, but I'm not editing it at all. Before, don't <laughs> don't... <laughs> all
0: right. Last question we have here. What DC character do you want to see face off against Black Adam? Michael writes Dark Side. Ooh. Nancy has Muhammad Ali, like oh. the Muhammad Ali versus Superman comic. Yeah. <laughs> and Jason
3: has The Flash.
0: Okay. Um, Detective Chimp. Cool.
1: I like that. Because you see, he's a detective,
0: yeah. but he's Cannon. also
3: a chimp. Chip. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Uh, I want to see him go up against, um, uh, what call it? What's his face from? Uh, man, this is going nowhere. So, Jose, if you have something, feel we'll free to chime in. From what? <laughs> What's his face? From what? Um, gosh, what is his face? Describe him. <laughs> <laughs> A man you know he's um he's like uh he fly he no, water he's in, the, he's in the ocean he's like the king aquaman, of no, no, aquaman? no 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 the, the weird <laughs> oh, okay. guy but the king of those guys the weird guy that's yeah to you know he's gonna go to like the the trench uh the octopus drummer that'd be cool <laughs> that'd be hilarious who's in the trench with super what was... <laughs> those those like weird fishy uh... guys this is a king of those guys in, in the old uh, tales. In any case, never mind. What? No, not Poseidon. <laughs> anyway, Trench well, Monster. I, there you I go. I
2: hope you, uh, when you remember,
3: like three hours from now, you edit it into the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll just voice, voice record something <laughs> for Aaron. <laughs> Well, with all that, um, we have... Oh, wait, go ahead, Jose. I just want to know what this, no, this is. is. Like, what, King Shark? <laughs> like, who are you thinking of? No, oh, it's not King Shark. I'll figure it out. I'll text you later. Um, uh, I want him to fight Wonder Woman. Let's get more Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, less of the truth. It's like, I am Black Adam. Um, <laughs> the last thing here is a question for all of us here today. Philip asks us. I know this is very broad, but what's your sense of the general state of film criticism and how does it compare to back when out now began? Philip, great question. Jose, you were here when out now began. So were you, Alan. Curious how your take of film criticism has changed in the decade.
1: I think print film journalism is dying anyway, but I feel like so many people are just doing writing whatever they want and everything's turning towards like hate tweets And hating on something and being shitty because they know it's going to garner attention negative and positive so nothing is not not a lot of stuff's really genuine anymore so and everyone's always susceptible to the trend so you're going to either like oh this movie's too woke or not woke enough or this movie is um this movie's good but only because you have to think and it's not made film criticism is cesspool, and i think film twitter is pretty shitty most of the time and half the people that are involved and like it's it's just full with a bunch of like it's it's very male centric and i feel like also it's a lot of gatekeeping to a lot of the women and minorities and everybody else wants to get involved but also it's just a dying medium i feel because movies are not necessarily hitting like they used to So now people are upset. And here's the other thing. People need to feel a certain way. Either you have to love a movie or you hate a movie. You can't just be like, it's fine. Because if you say a movie's fine, that's not going to generate any hits. That's not going to generate ad revenue. That's not going to generate anything other than nothing. So people have to pick a decision one way or the other to generate some sort of positive feedback for their money or for their clicks or for their clout. So nothing is ever about journalism anymore. It's about finding the right take for you to get as much eyes on your product as possible. And I think that is the bad way to go about this. And I think that's killing a lot of the conversation.
3: Well, think- Just to add on to that very quickly, I agree with a lot of what you said there. I think my my only add-on would be, there's a lot of like in the middle of the roadness yes. uh, around film criticism these days because you either uh, have to appease like too many masters to some degree sometimes so, yeah, I, I, I'm a strong proponent of, like, I didn't like this because of XYZ. That That's actually what makes going back and watching, like, some of those old Siskel and Ebert's very interesting, is, like, sometimes Siskel was just, like, very far from what Ebert was saying, but, hey, you know, like, that was their opinion kind of thing. And at the end of the day, it's just film criticism. Like, it's not as though, like, people are doing, you know, open-heart surgery or anything like that. So... Yeah. that's none of this really
1: matters like it's stuff that we like but
3: yeah. th- it doesn't matter like
1: when cisco Ever fought they were still friends tomorrow now i feel like friends can't have that conversation because they have to make it their whole personality. i love game of thrones and if someone criticizes yeah. that it's their whole personality and they don't know what to do if they if they meet someone that doesn't like that they're
3: like well we can't yeah. be friends and then uh, just to echo something before everybody else goes essentially just um yeah you know you can like things but also dislike a lot of things about it you know uh, we just did that with Black Adam. You know, there's some some good things to enjoy. There's some entertaining things, but also uh, some things falter.
0: Well, obviously, I would say film criticism peaked when we began, and so it's been downhill ever since.
3: We are the ones that made it go downhill. We didn't make it go
0: downhill. It's just we they, we we finally found perfection when we started, and oh. kind of match it or you know go higher, uh, which just makes sense to my mind. You know, I'm I'm mostly kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm entirely kidding, but I
1: mostly kidding
0: (laughs) i'll say i'll say this um because i agree with the points that you're making as far as what end goals are for a good portion of society when it comes to the clout that's connected to all of this but if you want to look at like specifically at film criticism and not the stuff around it i would say since we began um and we're a podcast that you know it's it's myself and abe I, i am a Mixed black person, Abe is an alien from space. Uh huh. Um, and we have multiple, a variety of guests on every week that range in a you know, in many ways. We, I mean, we have we have Alan Aguilera and Jose Cordova on this week. We've had plenty of other people, um, and not so much of a encouragement of inclusion, but more of we're just like people being on here that happen to be of all kinds of you know, different races, creeds, and colors. I to extend that out to where we are with things in film criticism. Yes, there are issues that I find and still find to this day that haven't changed all that much. At the same time, there's been efforts and strides made largely from just various groups pulling up their own bootstraps and doing it themselves uh, to find ways to incorporate more voices that are not generally represented nearly as much as they, or uh, much more than they were in the past. And that is something I could admire, especially when it comes to film critics um, and, you know, varying forms of Film related entertainment media related people that have something to offer, um, do have quality writing to go with them, do have media content that you know is works as more than just a support this thing because I like it. I do think there's worthwhile critiquing, criticism, what have you out there um, that comes from, yes, sure, the standard majority, but also a, a variety of other voices that you don't often get to hear. Uh, that's not to say that there can't be changes being made that's not to say that there are not huge issues as far as headline and clickbait culture but i i I do, I do see like there are avenues that you can explore there where there's just quality content that exists it's just a matter of being able to find it and that's a whole different area that we <laughs> frankly i just can't change um and certainly is you know a different discussion but i in terms of the state of film criticism if you look for stuff, <laughs> there, there, there are there are there is quality material out there to find. Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, I think well, the blessing and the curse of the internet, right, has been given a voice to, to everyone, um, and so you, you get a variety, just a huge amount of people doing some criticism now. But I think that also means that some of the traditional barriers that were placed for, you know, the, the marginalized voices have come down um, or people have found ways around them, which I think is really great. Um, and I think like Aaron was saying, what what I suggest a lot of the times around, not just film criticism, but media criticism in general, is, is find the voices that you like. Um, if you can support them in some way, do that. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's even useful to find the voices that you don't like, because <laughs> that, that mm-hmm. can be a useful a barometer or metric as well. Um, and I'll just say, I love shows. One of the things that I love about your guys' show, if you allow me to gas you guys up for a little bit, is that you guys allow or, or, you know, enjoy having a random jabroni like myself coming on here who doesn't do this even marginally for a living or, you know, but you guys are open. You guys are, I remember, I think it was maybe the first time I was on the podcast. We were talking about, what we had seen. And I was like, I watched the movie 43. I thought parts of it were funny. And Aaron was like, you're an insane person, but you should keep coming back on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that this is a really great model for, you know, today we happen to all basically agree, but I've been on this show where we disagree and there's mm. no, it is a fun, lively conversation and free of all the like antagonism that's all over places like twitter um these days so well, shout
0: out to you guys i mean i'm unfollowing you Thanks, right man. now but i mean yeah i appreciate the words <laughs> well yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> I think the beauty of the podcast is that if, we, if
1: none of us if we don't agree none of us take it personally right and i feel That's- with film twitter and like Letterbox, like people take it personally if you don't agree with them like instead of just saying hey i didn't really like it they're like well fuck you your mom sucks i going to go rape your dad like it's awful, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like people don't know how to have just a conversation. So I don't understand. That wasn't. So
0: that was a weird reaction you had to your friend Josh about Lyle, Lyle Crocodile. But I mean, it's <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, listen,
3: not a great movie. <laughs> well, thanks, Philip, for that question. Th- thanks, to everybody, for thoughtful answers. Um, that was that was a good one, man.
0: Yeah, I, I took my headphones off for most of whatever praise uh, Jose was trying to give to our show. But I mean, aside from <laughs> yeah. that,
3: yeah, I do appreciate the, the, the
0: thoughts. Um, and yeah, that is a good question. And I, I, that is something I, much like Abe and I like to do, revisit on multiple occasions in various ways because it's an open topic. Uh, yeah, we've go.
3: surprisingly come up with a lot of answers throughout the years. Yeah. All right, well, with all of that said, that's out now feedback. Feedback, 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 reader. feedback. feedback,
4: feedback.
3: Good one.
0: <laughs> and that's going to do like it, it. it. <laughs> for this week's episode about now there. And Abe, you can find more of my work, my personal Bob, the code is Everything I do ends up over there. I'm also writing for lead of entertainment for movie reviews. Why is the blue for Blu-ray and Criterion
3: interviews? And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS 4 Abe. You can find more friends over my Instagram, Abe. And Twitter.com slash Moose Hashtag. We make a good team. A great team. Fucking the rock. Always has us. So you have the last line. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um Alan Aguilar, anything you'd like to plug? Uh
1: just my Twitter, uh Mr. Aldo Rain, M-R-A-L-D-O-R-A-Y-N-E. And then uh my Instagram is Aldo Rain as well. Just don't you don't have to call me Mr. It's not very professional there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh Jose Cordova, anything you'd like to plug? Uh sure, you can follow me on Twitter
2: at Jose Cordova. Um, I've been doing a couple guest spots on uh, the House of the Dragon after show podcast at the young folks.com and I think there should be like a season wrap-up that I'm going to try to join in for as well. So if you're watching House of the Dragon, you can throw some some of your listening time to, to that podcast. Awesome. Very cool.
3: Aaron, don't forget to edit that out. We don't want any extra plugs for other shows. Get in, get in, get
0: you can find all the other episodes of Out and Out there on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Fiber, and Feel free to email us at outnotpodcasts at gmail.com.
3: Or write our Facebook. Or tweet us at twitter.com slash under, underscore podcast.
0: And our course, our Instagram page, instagram.com slash under, underscore podcast as well. And again, reviews and ratings on iTunes. Great to help us out there. Yeah. Alan, Jose, thank you both very much for joining us today. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Jose. Thank you, thank you guys. Bye. 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 Glad to have you both here. As always, look forward to having you back eventually. Thank the listeners for listening. Uh, Next week's show, most likely, we'll be doing a review for Tar, which Hmm. will be going into wide release uh, next weekend. Uh, But, of course, there's plenty of other things coming out. We'll have plenty of things to talk about in the coming months. Uh, So with all of that said, that's going to be for this week's episode.
3: So until next time, so long and shazam!
2: to come back I see people turn their heads and quickly look away Like a newborn baby It just
1: happens every day I look inside myself and see my heart is
0: black So I some of the trailer black,
3: Adam this is, My son gave his life rock for rock me rocker. And that's what made me a superhero. And then the the cool beats from that song come in from the, the, the girls chanting, yeah. And then oh, Black Adam, stand forth and go and fight. And then uh, all of a sudden, you know, uh he's flying around. And then oh, all of a sudden Kanye comes in. Uh, and then you know, all of a sudden he gets like a a, a, a sixth stick to his head. Oh, you should have done that. Oh, no, flying into the horizon. <laughs> Black, uh, I'm not a superhero. I kill people. Slow, slow build up from the bottom of lightning. Adam, Black, Black Adam.
4: <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. Well, that was, that was well, that's, a great review. That was one it, way man. to do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> All right. Okay.
1: <clears throat> I knew Spanish would pay off. I knew it. <laughs> Thanks, Brown Adam. Yeah. Thanks.